0: Hello everybody and welcome to the episode 3 of the Roto-Sharks NFL podcast. Today we are going to be breaking down the week 1 Sunday slate, the main slate. So this will not include Thursday's Tampa Bay-Dallas game or Sunday night's um, Bears-Rams or Monday's Ravens-Raiders. So uh we're going to break down this. Big slate that we have on Sunday, week one, everybody. Is everyone excited that football's finally back? Really. Yeah. Overly excited. Yes. Alrighty, the first game we're going to be talking about is probably one of the worst games to target fantasy-wise week one, and that is the Steelers-Bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are two stacked teams on defense, I would say bet the under. I'm okay with that. Yeah. The under right now
0: is 48.5. And and the Bills are favored by 6.5 at the moment.
2: It's been that for a
0: while, too. Yeah. And by the way, everyone listening, at the time we are recording this, it is Wednesday night before any like the practice injury notes have come out or before the actual first game of the season, so. When you're listening to this, obviously the first game would already have happened, so. But, yeah. It
1: I mean, I do know a little bit of injury news and practice news for the Steelers. I know that the starting defensive lineman for the Steelers that's going to be filling in for Stephon Tuitt currently did not practice today. He's got an elbow issue. And if he doesn't play, that's, that's a pretty big hit considering they'll be on their third string D-lineman at that point. But it's outside of Josh Allen And Stefan Diggs There's really nobody on this offense you want to target Unless you're going for value <clears throat> You really don't know What's going to happen with Singletary and Zach Moss Yet Singletary's the starter But Zach Moss get, is going to get plenty of touches too yeah, so even, sure. even if the Steelers run defense Takes a little bit of a hit Because their linemen are out Who are you going to
0: target? Yeah, I wouldn't really try to target anyone from the Bills' run game. Honestly, I think it's just if you're going to target anyone from the Bills' run game, it's just going to be the quarterback, Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. You don't really know who's going to be taking the snaps, and especially, I mean, their price tags aren't bad at fifty-four hundred, fifty-three hundred. I guess if you're like making us choose between one, because you are like a hundred percent committed to playing a Buffalo running back, play Devin Singletary. He's 100% cheaper. I think by the end of the season, Zach Moss will be the main guy. But as of right now, it's Devin Singletary, who's the number one starter there in Buffalo. So, play him if you're trying to take a running back there.
1: I very much agree with that. I very much agree that I think Zach Moss will be
0: their RB1 by the end of the season, too. Yeah. One guy I think that's flying way under the radar this year from Buffalo, and I don't think he's a bad option this week. As I think, um, Steelers are going to be really focused on Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. I mean, I hate to say Cole Beasley, but no one's. I think Dawson Knox flies under the radar this week. If you're trying to get off the chalk of uh, Travis Kelsey and Kittle, if you want to go pay down a tight end,
2: Dawson Knox is not a bad pay down option.
1: I'm not. I'm not really huge on any of the tight ends from this game. No. If you want to take, if you want to take some long shots, I don't mind targeting. Ebron or Freermuth, they're both listed as co-starters, and I think Freeman's going to get a lot of red zone work. Oh, for sure. But uh, Steelers' defense overall, especially with that linebacker core, I don't think that uh, Knox is going to really get a lot of targets or have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. With the addition of Schober, Schober I mean, he's a really good coverage linebacker. I just don't see them letting him do much especially since, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going on. If you want to take a really long shot GPP move, i really like freer moves for that. I don't think anybody will be on him. He's a rookie. This is his first game in the NFL. But it's very obvious by the fact that they already have him listed as co-starter that they're going to use him a lot. He's a big target. Ben likes big targets. He's a very Heath Miller type tight end. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was taking anybody from this game personally, in GPPs, if you're making multiple lineups, I think he's a great target. Yeah. Yes. And you got any
2: guys?
3: Yeah. So, um, I, I'm going to pull up the injury reports to, as of today uh, just to see who's out of practice. And I can go over those if you guys like. Um, yeah. I mean, Dylan already gave Pittsburgh, I mean, that's his team. He should know who's in and out. Um, I get updates on Kansas City, obviously follow a lot of people on, uh, Twitter and whatnot, but uh, when you're looking at the game, just the game itself, uh, there's only, we're going to find out how good Najee Harris is because Buffalo's defense, rush defense came in 22nd in the league last year. Now, Pittsburgh's, you know, offensive line is not that great, but I think this is a great test for Najee Harris starting off, but I, I'm with you guys. I don't want anybody in this game to be honest. I mean, there are some GPP darts. I mean, 6,500 Najee Harris. You can, you know, see what he's about. Um, the the actual injury report for Buffalo is Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he's questionable. As of today, he was limited practice. But usually in the NFL, if you are limited on Wednesday, usually are full participant on Thursday or even limited on Thursday, full on Friday, and you actually play. Um, Star Lutule, the defensive tackle, He's actually questionable as well. He's missed two straight days with a calf injury, so don't know his status. Again, we're this is Wednesday. Going forward, we're going to be doing podcasts on Friday, so we'll have a little bit more insight on injury news. But um, and if, so if Emmanuel Sanders actually misses, which I don't think he will, since he was limited today in practice, usually that means they're trending to go full practice later in the week. Uh, but yeah. if Emmanuel Sanders is out, and if you're doing, if you got a lot of you know GPP darts out there with a lot of tickets that you won. I wouldn't mind a Gabriel Davis behind Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. I mean, now they're going to score. I believe, even though Pittsburgh's defense is great, I mean Josh Allen and them they're going to they're going to score. It's it's going to happen. And if you're wanting somebody like a Gabriel Davis, is only forty nine hundred dollars in salary. If you're looking to save some money, he might be a good GPP dart if Emmanuel Sanders is in fact out.
1: I agree. still really don't want any of those guys. It definitely opens up some opportunity, but I will say I think throughout the season Sanders has a little bit more of a breakout. I For think sure. So. I think, he'll I think
3: he'll have, that takes away Cole Beasley a little bit too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think Sanders will have a little bit better of a season than
3: Beasley. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Pittsburgh had a number three ranked defense, passing defense last year. Um not targeted. There's better targets later on that we'll talk about at probably the same exact price as some of these that I just would just leave this game alone. But, again, if you're going GPP, you got a lot of lineups, and you want to put a Buffalo couple in there that nobody's going to be targeting, Gabriel Davis would be mine. Just a long dart. But, again, I mean, that's 4900 There's another guy I like that is only
1: $100 more, and we'll talk about him later. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, you're harping on both these defenses. Would you want to play either of those? I can't fault anybody for playing either defense, but both teams also have really explosive offenses. The Steelers have three great wide receivers. The Bills have Josh Allen, who could be the MVP this year. I mean, right. there's better game environments to target the
0: defense, in my opinion. Yeah. So, despite- I mean, the defenses are cheap as fuck. So, I mean, it could be just a you know, hope they you know, yeah. hold like the under maybe a lot like 10 to 12. I mean, you know, Steelers defense is only 4,000 on Vanderbilt. I mean, that's cheap as fuck for defenses.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I can't fault anybody for going for either defense. I personally am going elsewhere just for game environment for what I think is going to happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. Yeah. I think we're uh, ready to move on to the next game, obviously. Any final thoughts on the Steelers-Bills? It's just stay away from me. Yeah, stay away from me as well.
1: It's a stay away, but I am betting
0: $20 on the Steelers. (laughs) Of course you are.
1: I'll take that. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, obviously that. They're plus six and a half. You're going to bet the money line or the cover the spread?
1: Oh, no, I'll take it. All
0: right. Next game on the flight... Um, is the Jets and Panthers. Very exciting game, in my opinion, that I think will fly under the radar besides a couple guys, but I think some of these other guys will fly way under the radar. <laughs> I I think this game has the ability to uh, be the highest-scoring game of the slate. And uh, the over-under actually is opening up at 44-and-a-half. I would hammer the over in this game.
1: Yeah, I was going to say... I... I'm I'm usually hesitant at the over in most games, but this game,
0: I really like that over. Yeah, I I think this game, like I just said, I mean, I think this game could be the highest scoring, like not candle point scoring, but like actual real-life score. So you're getting a a 44.5 over or under. I mean, just hammer that over. I think this game could easily see 60.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a shootout, and for that reason, I got multiple pieces from this game. Yeah, so do I. I think my favorite GPP, hopefully low-owned quarterback on this slate is Sam Darnold. You get a revenge game against the Jets, who are going to be one of the worst defenses this year. Uh, I mean, what's not to love? He's got weapons. I think he's going to prove himself much more than he has in the past. I think he's going to prove that the Jets were the problem and he wasn't, and what better team to start that against? Exactly. Exactly. Week one, he's locked in, will definitely be my quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's not a bad option, only 6,500 obviously. The Jets, I think as we talked about on our um, AFC breakdown of podcast on episode two, um. yeah, the Jets, like, have gotten – we think they've gotten a lot better, obviously, offensively, possibly defensively. But, I mean, that defense still is bottom half of the league. They haven't really upgraded it as much as most teams have. I think Sam Darnold, obviously, like we said, is going to have a great game. He The revenge narrative – He's back with his friend, Robbie Anderson, who and in his rookie season, which was two to three years ago. I think three years ago, yeah, when Robbie Anderson was in New York. They went 7-9 and nine in his rookie year, when he started the whole year, that rookie year. And then they went 0-16, and they had that bad year. But they had Frank Gore and terrible offense line. He had Jameson Crowder, who was hurt half the time. Braxton Berrios is his wide receivers. But you look at that 7-9 and nine season, his rookie year, when Darnold wasn't even that bad. He had Le'Veon Bell, who at the time was pretty solid. And then he had Anderson and a couple other guys. But I think with this Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and even, I'm going to say this, and it hurts me and makes me throw up in my mouth, but Dan Arnold, who has been Sam Darnold's favorite target in all of the training camp, I think he is going to be a high 7K quarterback by the end of the season. You're missing one piece there, too. You're forgetting Terrace Marshall, Jr., Oh, yes, that rookie. Mm -hmm. He was actually the highest-graded rookie wide receiver. Yeah, I think I,
1: I think he's just got weapons galore. And, I mean, what's not to love about this game environment? I don't fault anyone for taking as many pieces from this game as you can. There's no reason not to take McCaffrey. There's no reason not to take a look at Moore, Anderson.
0: You can even take shots at the rookie. I think the rookie will get a lot of work. Yeah, I, I mean, I, this game, I mean, Robbie Anderson at 6200 that's a great price for him. You got, I think DJ Moore at 6700 is a little steep, but you can take shots of him in GPPs. I just, I'm not going to look his way in cash. But Chris McCaffrey, I mean, that dude was an average 30-point game when he played last year. That dude's still going to get all the receptions, all the running. I mean, that dude, the Jets' rushing defense is terrible. I think he just easily gets another 30-point game, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm going elsewhere for running back to save that
1: just because of how high his price is. Yeah. Like,
0: if you want to go with him, I can't fault you for it at all. Exactly. As of right now, he is in my cash lineup. and um. But, yeah, I, I'm trying to get as many pieces of this game as I physically can. And, uh, yeah, besides you anything else on the Panther side? Uh for just the Panthers or both the Jets and just
3: just the Panthers just, just right now. Just yeah. the Panthers. So there is uh so this is a good time to bring this up. Uh we probably should have brought this up game one, fellas. But um I'm looking at the injury report here and the right guard for uh Carolina is ruled out right now because of COVID. So that's another thing that you guys when you're looking at these games and how we're talking now, obviously things can change based on COVID. Like, for example, I know for a fact Kansas City Honey Badger has he's negative covid but he still can be out for Sunday's game. So you want to keep tabs on this. I hope I, I'm I'm tired of covid. I know everybody here is tired of covid. Like this is just it's horrible. But um the right guard for Carolina is ruled out right now cuz he's in uh health and safety protocols for Carolina, which that is their starting right guard. So just be mindful of that whenever you guys are building lineups just Make sure you check the injuries. Make sure you get the, you know. I I personally follow a couple things where they send me notifications, but I mean, you know. Do you guys know who's filling in for John Miller, the right guard for Carolina? I looked it up.
1: Michael no. Jordan.
3: It's
1: not bad. Well, that, that's Jordan. impressive for him to come out of retirement and go to the NFL. Yeah, Michael, my,
3: you can't go wrong. Michael Jordan, but I'm with you guys on Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's only 6,500. Uh, another one you gotta, uh, look out for is Jameson Crowder, um, as well, but we'll get to the Jets. I'm sorry. I went a little ahead of you guys. That's fine. You, you can take a to the Jets but, by all means, but, but as far as Carolina's concerned, I'd go Sam Darnold, um, 6,500. It, it's the revenge narrative against the Jets. Oh, I know. He's, he's at home in Carolina. His first game. And honestly, I'll, I'll be quite frank with you guys. I, I liked Sam Darnold in New York. He just didn't have any weapons in New York. Exactly. So That's it's what i been
0: preaching. Exactly.
3: It, it's going to be very interesting when he has Robbie Anderson. Um, yes. He also has Christian McCafferty back. Like, mm-hmm. how, how easy is it for a quarterback? It, and and um, Drew Brees can tell you this. When his arm went. All he has to do is dump it down to Alvin Kamara. Like, how do you not get points? How do you not get excited having an outlet like Christian McCaffrey? I don't think, especially in cash games, like I think Ryan might, I think Sam Darnold's in the conversation for
0: cash. Right? Oh, he was my, I'll say this live on the air, he's my second option as of right now. If something happens to my first option, we'll talk about that later, obviously, in the as we get there, when we get there. But, he, yes, he is my second option for cash he, at the moment. He might be one of the safest quarterbacks
3: to go to. When they're playing the the Jets, like they was ranked 32nd against quarterbacks in fantasy and FanDuel, so I mean you cannot go wrong with Sam Darn. No, not at all. Not one bit. Or Christian McCaffrey, but you get Christian Christian McCaffrey is
0: in the conversation every week. You'll learn that yeah. throughout. He's season. basically blowout proof. He'll run or catch. It's not like oh they're going to be down when they're like losing games. He's basically blowout proof because he'll be rece- he'll be getting all the catches out of the backfield. So it's not like because they're down a lot, he's going to be taken out of the game. No matter what, they're up a lot, down a lot. He will never be taken. Like he will be the guy. He'll always yeah. be. He's just blowout Seriously, proof. I like
1: McCaffrey more if they're playing from behind.
0: Yeah. Because when you're sure. playing
1: from behind, you rely on your best player. Exactly. I, and if they're up enough, they're going to rest him some they're going to put their rookie Chava Hubbard in, and let him get a little garbage time. So yeah, I'd should... rather have him play from behind.
3: Oh yeah, the 100%. Only, the the only thing I worry about with Carolina and mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is the fact that if they go up
0: a couple touchdowns, is he going to be throwing the ball? But I do,
3: I think this is But if going he to be if they go up to the high score and
0: he's the one throwing them, I mean that's at 6500. You I mean he's the yards, the 2 to 3 touchdowns he's at, that's got to be at, pay payoff that 6500 price tag. Already.
3: Oh I, oh yeah, I'm 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 totally with you dude. Like Ryan, yeah. um
0: yeah and I, Darnold
3: is probably the safest play.
2: Yeah, yeah sure. I, at what his post Darn- tag.
1: Darnold has been my favorite play since the schedule came out.
0: Yeah. There is one guy I like better, and we'll get to that game later. But right now, Sam Donald is my number two option for cash at the moment. And like I said, I we think I think we all three agree this game is going to shoot out. We could see like thirty to twenty seven or thirty five to thirty two. You know, hammer that forty four over. This game is going over. I <laughs> see no doubt. And that uh, this game goes over forty four and a half. Before you to discuss the Jets. Oh, well, you the, can take uh, us to
3: the Jets. Yeah, I'm just going to take you with the injury reports and let you guys talk. Uh, but the uh, I'll let you guys talk first. You know, you guys are the two pros. If you guys don't know, uh, Dylan will be doing the GPPs and tournaments, and Ryan is actually your cash game expert. But for the New York Jets, like i mentioned already earlier, Jameson Crowder is listed as out right now. But the coach has stated that even though he's on the COVID list right now, he could be cleared to play Sunday's opener. So that's one thing you got to watch out for. Uh, they got Ashton Davis. On the injured reserve, he undisclosed. Um, Jared Davis, the linebacker, is out. Uh, we got Michael Perrine, running back. He's questionable with a foot injury, which is never good for a running back. Vinny Curry is listed out for all of 2021. I don't know if everybody, because of a blood disorder he had. Um, so Carl Lawson. So they're, they're losing a lot of people on defense. The Jets
2: are. So that's another reason.
1: That Sam Darnold is safe. Yeah, uh, I mean for the Jets, one of my favorite targets and season-long fantasy all year, and one of my favorite targets of week one is Corey Davis. Oh, even, Corey Davis! Or, even before the Crowder was out for COVID. I loved Corey Davis. They have him listed as their number two, but I think within four weeks he's their number one wide receiver.
0: I think right now he's their number one, even if Crowder plays. I I honestly think he's their
3: number one. He had the most targets in preseason with Zach Wilson. I think they got a strong connection. Uh, I think Javison Crowder being out only helps the guys behind him. It doesn't help. I mean, it's going to help Corey Davis, but Corey Davis is going to get his targets regardless. But I think Javison Crowder's out. That's going to help a guy like Keelan Cole or Elijah Moore, who they've raved and ranted about um, in training camp as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And IGPPs, I do not mind taking shots on at running back if you're trying to get really different. Take shots on Tevin Coleman. Michael Carter is going to be the guy in three to four weeks, but in week one, they're never rookie running backs unless they're like a Saquon Barkley or Najee Harris. They never they they always lend them in. So Tevin Coleman is going to be the main guy week one against this Carolina defense that hasn't been great against pass catching running backs. So Michael Carter will get his seat carries, but I think that Tevin Coleman sees the most work week one because we saw with DeAndre Swift the Lions last year. Adrian Peterson and Kerryon Johnson saw mo- saw most of the carries week one and two as they worked Swift in. You saw it with um, Royce Freeman in Denver. Obviously, yeah, it didn't end up working out, and now he's in Carolina. But, yeah, so they tend with, like, late-round rookie running backs that aren't, like – actually, you can say like, late-first-round running backs that aren't, like, the set-in-stone starter. Tevin Coleman, I think, will get you 15 FanDuel points at 5,400 price tag. That's my bold prediction. I could see that. That was my great GPP play of the slate from the Jets. Just letting everyone know. Take shots in time and play No one will have a
2: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. He will be super low end.
3: My GBB dart would be actually Elijah Moore. If Jameson Crowder's out at 5,000 against a really bad uh, passing defense, if Sam Darnold's going to do what we think he's going to do, or uh, Zach Wilson, I'm sorry. Zach Wilson, wrong team. He used to play with the Jets. But if Zach Wilson, like I, I like Zach Wilson. I think he's, I think he's going to be good. But if it's going to be a high-scoring game, Zach Wilson is going to have to throw touchdowns. Yeah, because I don't think their their offensive line is ranked in the bottom half, so they're not going to be able to run the ball as effectively. And but Tevin Coleman is a great option, especially coming out of the backfield catching the ball. But if they're gonna if they're gonna hit the over of forty-four and a half or forty-five, whatever that ends up being. Zach Wilson's going to have to throw some touchdowns, whether that's to Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, or if Jameson Crowder's in there, I, I would not go Elijah Moore because I, I actually like Jameson Crowder, to be honest, as a player. Uh But Elijah Moore, if Jameson Crowder's out, I think he bumps up ahead of
2: uh, Keelan Cole. I will
1: say, obviously, I don't mind Crowder if he plays. I still like Corey Davis better. But, I mean, definitely, if you're playing multiple lineups and GPPs, take shots everywhere in this game. If this is the high-scoring score- game on the slate like we think it is, you want as many pieces of this game as you can get.
3: Oh, for sure. At $5,800, Corey Davis helps you get those running backs you're going to want. Yep,
0: Corey Davis is in my cash game builder right now. I think Corey Davis... Should be a lot for your lineups. Corey Davis, I would play him this week if he was at 6,500. That's how good of Corey Davis is going to be this week in this season. I think Corey Davis will be a 7K wide receiver at the end of the year.
1: I think Corey Davis could finish in the top 15 this year. Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: And, I mean, obviously, don't play the defenses from this game. No. Carolinas, for some reason, is way up there. I mean, people are going to go there because they see the 32nd OP offensive rank. But yeah, that team last year was, is so much different. So Yeah.
1: I will also say I think the Jets' defense, I think it will get better as the season progresses. Not because of the players, but because of the coach. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Sala is a great defensive minded coach. And I think even with the players he has on that roster, he will improve it. That's what that's what they said about Dan Quinn in
3: Atlanta. Huh. We we will we will definitely see if it's uh I mean I like him as a football coach too. I would love I would like just look at him on screen and how he reacts like it seems like he gets the players to run through walls. So I agree with you guys. I think he will get them up, but it is gonna be later in the season, so you might as well take advantage of it week
2: one. Yeah. There's
0: yeah, I think we're ready. Next game on the slate is the Jaguars in Houston, who I think also could be in contention for the highest score of the slate. And this over-under is only at 45. As Jaguars are uh, the favorites by three. Um, let's start off.
2: I think the over and under low because – I don't think they have faith in the um in the quarterbacks.
3: Yeah. You know, i mean, like if, if Deshaun Watson was playing, let's be honest, I mean, it would be probably like fifty one, fifty two would be the spread. Sure. But because yeah. Tyrod Taylor is quarterback and it's Trevor Lawrence, I don't think they have any respect for those
0: quarterbacks. I okay, I'm gonna say this. I have a lot of respect for Tyrod Taylor. This dude is like makes quarterbacks fucking insane. So watch out for Davis Mills in the coming years. Anyway, um, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is not a bad quarterback. This dude yeah. led the Bills team that had absolutely no one somehow. I don't remember what year it was to the playoffs though. So, and Brandon Cooks is going to be very underrated this year. I think he could finish top 15, even top 10. That's how bold, bold he's the only guy there. I think Nico Collins will come along as the season rolls on, but. Right yes. now there's a Tyrod Taylor, Brandon Cook show. You don't know what running back you have between Marlowe Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson. If I was a coach, I would do Phillip Philip Lindsay, but obviously I'm not the coach. Um and then you got Jordan Akins at tight end. I think they should have tried and re signed Darren Fells, but obviously they were going for the number one pick. So I don't know. I think Tyrod Taylor is solid at 6,800, he rushes the football. He'll get you some of the rushing touchdowns. Um, I think yeah. and Brandon Cooks. Their backfield at all. Yeah, exactly. And this Jaguars defense is not good. Don't let Tyrod Taylor and this offense fool you. This Jags defense is terrible. Brandon Cooks is still a great wide receiver. This dude is all by himself now. There's no Will Fuller. There's no Randall Cobb. The students by himself. I mean, you saw the last two games of the year season last year. Why not Randall Cott or Will Fuller was suspended. You had sixteen targets. This was with the Watson obviously, and he's that entire Rod Taylor's favorite target as he should be. But yeah, sixteen targets, eleven receptions, one hundred and sixty-six yards, two touchdowns. Week the second week sixteen, he had ten targets, seven receptions, one hundred and forty-one receiving yards, and a touchdown. Those those were the two games about Will Fuller last year. So this dude all season, the lowest targets he had was five ever, since week four. He had eight, he had above eight, eight of the 17, oh my God, I cannot talk, sorry. Eight of the last 12 weeks, he had over eight targets. So Brandon Cooks at 6,300 I think is a great discount this week, and I think he should play in all formats.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't mind cooks. I'm not getting to him personally because most of my wide receivers are payups or correlation. But yeah. I, I can't fault you for taking him. Any any situation where a guy is the number one by three miles against a bad defense is a good situation. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but a- anybody else on this team. I don't mind taking shots at Tyrod and GPPs, but I I'm not looking at anybody in their backfield. They're going to have one of the worst running back by committees in the entire NFL. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you got Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. I think Mark Ingram's listed as their number one.
0: I'll but that about
1: yeah, Rex Burkhead, too. I
0: mean,
1: literally day-to-day who their number one is. The rest of their wide receivers for game one, I'm not really interested in taking any of them. You can't take either defense. And I really don't even like any of the tight ends in this game. If you want to take shots at Jordan Atkins, that, that's probably the second-best target in this game
0: but I yeah. definitely like a lot of tight ends a lot more. I don't mind taking a GPP flyer on Nico Collins, though. He impressed a lot of people in preseason. And I think at the end of the year, he could be a high 5k wide receiver. This dude at 4,900, you can see a touchdown out of him. He's a red zone threat. You could see like three receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. They'll pay off that 4,900 price. Like, so when, if you're playing multiple lineups, definitely take some shots on Nico Collins because this game will be high scoring. Uh, anything you got, Size? Yeah, so just
3: on the uh, the injury front here, um, and this is, this is the one thing um, for Houston that, I mean, their defense is already trashed, but they got several notable injuries. As of today, Whitney Merciless, uh Malik Collins, uh, and Kevin Pierre-Lewis is all questionable going into it. Uh, there's really no information on uh, Pierre-Lewis or Collins. Uh, but uh, Marcellus has suffered a grade one hamstring in Saturday's preseason. So he's got a couple weeks to heal, but he's still ain't practicing. So who knows if he's going to actually play, but I mean, the defense is already trash. so really, it really doesn't matter. One sixty eight hundred $6,800 for Tyrod Taylor. If you're wanting to pay up at running back and receiver, I don't mind it. But again, Sam Darnold's cheaper. So I would definitely go like, like Just because of that, Tyron Taylor is never going to play in any of my lineups because he's 6,800. But Tyron Taylor does have the ability in this game particularly against Jacksonville to put up some decent numbers. You know, I mean, if you yeah. wanted to take that one-off chance that it would get you a couple of uh, rushing touchdowns or whatever, you could definitely do that. Uh, I'm with you guys, Brandon Cooks. They're going to be – look, like, I mean, you said Houston was going for the first pick last year. They're definitely going for the first pick this year without the shot Watson. I mean, that's just – uh, it's, that's just the boat they're in. Brandon Cooks is the number one guy. I do like him, and I probably will target him later on because of the fact that he's going to get what we call a lot of garbage points when Houston is getting blown out. So I do like Brandon Cooks as a one off, you know, 6,300. But yeah, I'm not thinking any of their 17 running backs they got. Um, the only thing that hurts Tyrod Taylor is Brandon Cooks is the only receiver. Like Chris Conley was good in at Georgia. But he's a journeyman for a reason, and that's yeah. their second receiver.
0: I think he's a third. I think Anthony Miller, is. if he's if he's playing week one, he'll be their number two. I think that's a really solid GPP option at fifty two hundred. Oh,
3: on a depth chart, they got Chris Conley's two.
0: That's weird.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't like either one of them. So. No, yeah, do I- As a two, as a number two. Yeah, for sure. But I'll lead you guys into the Jacksonville side with uh, some injury news on for Jacksonville. So they got Tyson Campbell. He's just listed as questionable. Tavon Austin, who's not even been relevant, so we're not even going to go for him. Um, Dylan Moses is out. Trey Herndon is questionable. And that's the only thing that the – and uh, Urban Meyer's judgment has been questionable so far. That's the only thing on the injury front.
1: I don't really think it's his judgment that's been questionable. I think he just doesn't know what he can and can't say about COVID. Exactly. You see what Bill Belichick did. That's
3: a professional. He said absolutely not. It had nothing to do with COVID,
1: even though it probably had everything to do with COVID, cut and can. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite targets for the week is on the Jacksonville side. I absolutely love Robinson. Hundred percent. He will not be fifty nine hundred ever again this season. No,
3: he will not. Playing against the wor- one of the worst run defenses as well. That and that's one thing that scares me about the over and under is if Jacksonville's time of possession just running the football makes yeah. it harder to hit that over. That's the really the only thing that scares me about the over and under is the fact that, like, James Robinson was an undrafted rookie last year. Everybody knows what he did. And uh, the um, other running back got hurt. So he's the, literally the only guy there. And really, I mean, I'm I'm interested to, just as a football fan to see how Trevor Lawrence does. I don't know about you guys. How you guys feel about Trevor Lawrence this year?
4: I,
1: I don't think he's going to live up to the hype, but I think he's going to do okay. He's not the 6,800 price tag.
0: Yeah, I'm not, not even considering him. No, not at all. I mean, I don't mind him in obviously large field GPPs only because, you know, no one's going to be on. I mean, people will play him because he's Trevor Lawrence, but it's not a bad matchup. Now that price tag, I mean, I don't know, but I most likely won't play him if I'm playing <clears throat> one lineup.
1: Yeah. I mean, the majority of my lineups, I have either higher priced quarterbacks or my main lineup that I'm putting most of my focus into, I have Sam Darnold. And just like James Robinson won't be fifty nine hundred ever again, I don't think Sam Darnold will be sixty five hundred ever again this season. I'm I'm taking advantage of price mismatch mismatches while I can. Yeah. And these two are extremely significant and I'm not I don't think any rookie quarterback that is higher priced than Darnold is worth playing over Darnold. And I don't think Darnold's going to garner a lot of ownership either. No, he will not.
3: And the good thing about James Robinson is he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to be the only guy there to catch the ball out
0: of the backfield. I, I mean, they're doing rush for over 1,000 yards last season. I mean, and they were trying to replace – I mean, I never got the Etienne pick in the first place in the first round. You really used it after James Robinson just had a career year. Like, I, I didn't get it from the start. Yeah, me but. neither, but – I am hammering him week one. Oh, for sure at that price tag you can't bait him, in my opinion. He should
3: get twenty carries. He should probably catch about five or six balls out of the backfield against this this is
0: awful Houston team. Yeah. He wasn't even gonna play week one, but um the Texans just traded Bradley Roby, their arguably best defender, besides there's someone there that I'm forgetting, but they just traded their star corner. Yeah, he, he wasn't gonna play big one anyway, he was suspended, but going forward that's a that's a huge help to opposing offenses.
1: Yeah. I mean I don't mind targeting any of the three Jacksonville wide receivers, Shark, Jones Junior, Chennault. They're they're all three decent options for their price. Yeah. And honestly, I think it, if Trevor Lawrence does have a really good season, I think Chenault or Shark could have a really big breakout season. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, especially especially if you're playing multiple lineups, I'd get some exposure to those three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the
3: th- the thing is it comes down to am I playing DJ Shark at sixty one hundred or I'm going Corey Davis at fifty eight. I'm going Corey Davis at fifty eight.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. I agree. But but you could also be playing both of them to get up to McCaffrey and say a Dalvin Cook. Correct. Yeah, if you want to use all your pay-up to get to uh, running back or get to quarterback, these two are, these guys are good options to pay down. Yeah.
3: So basically, if you're looking for pay-down options, look at the Houston-Jacksonville and the Carolina-Jets game. Because those two are garbage defensively, all four teams. Everyone's very cheap, except obviously Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Which... He's he's well worth the price if if he's fully healthy and back he's I mean he's just one of those guys that you can't go wrong with Christian. The only
0: two people that are way overpriced at their position that I have no problem paying up for are Travis Kelsey and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah.
1: And oddly enough, I don't have either of them in my lineup today. <laughs>
3: Lot could change come Sunday.
1: Yeah, I could all change. You know, last second, last minute thoughts. So. Uh, it's going to take a lot to move me off where I'm at, because I always do that, and then I regret it.
0: Yeah, no. that's how I am in baseball. I changed last minute like I did today. Crono is not doing bad, but my man Joey Votto, homeward, So, but not baseball talk. I um, think we're ready to move on to the next game. Any final thoughts?
4: Yeah, I'm good.
2: All right, yeah,
0: the next I the next game is Arizona and Tennessee. The over-under is at 52 even, and Tennessee is favored by three.
1: There's one person in this game I really, really like. And I mean, it's not, it's not Kyler, but I can't fault you for taking Kyler. I do think Tennessee's defense is going to be a lot better this year, so I would be hesitant. But I understand it. He's. I think he's going to have a really great season. And a guy with the running ability like that is always a great option. Yeah, 100%. But I, I personally prefer one of his pass catchers. I, I think D Hop is one of the best wide pay up wide receivers you can get this week.
0: Yeah. I really do like um week one. Chase Edmonds, only because, like they said, they're going to try to pass it a lot. And I don't see James Conner getting a lot of work in the passing game. And I think this game could be going back and forth with both high-scoring offenses. I don't – I'm not going to say hammer the over 52 because this game, that's it could very well hit just under. I think this game could easily see like a 30 to 20 and hit 50. But – Chase Edmonds, he's going to be getting a lot of work out of the backfield with the passing game. I don't respect A.J. Green's game enough to make him solidify as a wide receiver, too, especially that price tag. The dude didn't do much at all last year in Cincinnati. He got replaced. He he often was on the bench a lot of the time, even with uh, someone got hurt, don't remember. But... Christian Kirk's never been the guy. I mean Randall Moore I think will be the wide receiver too at the end of the year, but week one I really like I really do like Chase Edmonds. Tennessee sucks against the run or against running backs. They can't their linebacker core isn't great, so no one's gonna be able to cover Chase Edmonds. I think you could see a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. I gotta correct you there. That's part of the reason I
1: they're, I think their defense has improved. They've upgraded their linebacker core. Oh,
0: they've upgraded Bud Dupree in 100%. I like the Bud Dupree, but I don't think Bud Dupree will be the guy covering Chase Edmonds.
1: I don't, I don't know if he will or not, but I think overall their defense has really improved, and I don't respect yeah. – I, I don't think Chase Edmonds is a legitimate starting running back. I don't think he's going to have a great year, and I don't like taking running backs in an offense that's led by a running quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But, like, I don't respect Chase Edmonds in season long. I wouldn't take him in drafts. But week one, they're going to be relying on him, in my opinion, a lot because they're going to be working in Rondell more. And I think Bud Dupree, like you said, great addition. It's going to help their defense a lot. He's going to be on a QB spy, in my opinion, for Kyler Murray. And I think you could be seeing a lot of read options or even, I don't know, I think Chase Edmonds at 5,900 is a great GPP play week one. I think he's going to go severely underowned. And you could see fifteen to twenty field points. I think he has multiple touchdowns. Take him in GPPs if you multiple lineups.
1: Yeah, if you're playing multiple lineups, I understand it, but I, I think in terms of running backs, I'd much rather have Robinson for the same price.
0: Oh, for sure. But if you're like trying to get different in GPPs, and you think Rob, Robinson is going to be chalk, so very rightfully so. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a lot of Robinson, there, but. You could have a huge edge by fading Robinson. Maybe he gets shut down. Maybe he tears his ACL in the first minute. I don't know. Not wishing on anyone, just possibility. <laughs> and then you have a guy at the same price, so you could have the same lineup that goes off with Robinson. You have Chase Edmonds instead of Robinson, the same price. Edmonds gets to two touchdowns, receiving reception, or, oh, receiving rushing, and that's 15 to 20 Fanduel points at the same price and 50 percent of the field. That Robinson went down or had five FanDuel points, you're at a huge edge. So when you're playing multiple GP lineups, all I'm saying is take some shots and chase them, because you never know what could happen.
1: Well, like I said, I, if you're t- playing multiple lineups, I can get behind it. But in something like my main lineup that I'm putting most of my focus on, I can't get behind it. That's all. Well, for sure. For sure.
3: So the good thing is Arizona doesn't have any major injury news. I mean, Malcolm Butler and dark Denard are out, obviously, so that hurts their depth at corner. Uh, but as far as, like, any offense or anything like that, there's nothing to report on as of right now. Obviously, that could change. Uh, one thing, uh, you know, we're four games in here, fellas. Just because, I want to say, just because we like somebody one game doesn't mean we're going to like them the next game. This is DFS. It's all about matchups. D-Hop is one of the ones who are, it's matchup proof. So D-Hop's always going to be in a conversation for me. So I'm with you, Dylan. Um, I'm not scared of any Tennessee cornerbacks. D-Hop should get his carries. The one thing that I worry about uh, always with Tennessee is, are they the time of possession? Are they going to try to run the clock? I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle the offense. I just want to see if they do the uh, the time of possession, how they manage that with Julio now and all that. So, I, D-Hop, it, is it just me, or did Kyler Murray have a down year last year, like compared to his rookie year? Like, I, I feel like he's going to have a bounce-back year this year. Do you guys feel that way?
1: I think he's better. I think he'd yeah, he be one of the
0: best quarterbacks in the league this year. I think he's oh, going to have sure. a good year. With so the rushing and, and passing upside, yeah.
3: I think he's top three, and I think this is D Hop's second year with Kyler Murray. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray only threw what twenty six, twenty eight touchdowns, something like
0: that. Even like, yeah, the think, wide receivers beside Hopkins.
3: Yeah, uh, you know I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, sometimes that's all that's all a quarterback needs is D Hop. Like i would i I'd take a D Hop on my team anytime. But yeah. I- I'm with Dylan. I really don't like this game to target for DFS. But if there was one guy on the Arizona side, I'd target D Hop. Not a big fan of Chase Edmonds. Wouldn't be mad if he went that way. Wouldn't be mad if he went Kyler Murray's way either, because he does give you that rushing upside.
4: And I have right Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. he's definitely going. Yeah, he's not. He, I don't think he's one of the one of the quarterbacks that people are looking to this week as far as matchups are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people he's, are going to
0: pay up. They're going to pay up to
3: Mahomes. 100 percent. And I think we'll get to that later. I'm I'm a Chiefs fan, as everyone here knows. I think paying up for Mahomes against that Cleveland defense. Might be a mistake as well. Okay, but we'll sure. get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, I wouldn't be mad at people if they did take a Kyler Murray just because he does give you that rushing upside. He might get you a rushing yeah. touchdown, depending on how d- Tennessee does it. But Mike Frable is a, a great coach, and he's shown you that. I mean, he's taken a Tannehill who nobody wanted and
0: made him into a very efficient quarterback. Well, to uh, be fair, his, quarter, his head coach was Adam Gase. So I don't know. Fair enough, but I mean a lot of people – you could only
3: go by what uh, people are saying in camp and everything like that as far as like beat reporters, but we'll, we'll actually see what's going to happen week one. We're going to find out a lot of information on week one. They're saying James Conner can get some of the reps at the goal line over Chase
0: Edmonds. Oh, for if sure. that's I, the case, if the if line, that's yeah, the case,
3: sure. I don't want Chase Edmonds in my lineup.
0: Well, I'm not worried about the goal line touch with Chase Edmonds. He's going to get a lot of receptions out of the backfield and He's speedy enough where he can get a 10-yard touchdown. But if they're like the five-yard line or closer, those carries 100% are going to James Connor. No question about it.
3: That's the only thing that scares me off of Chase Edmonds. I mean, he does. I mean, the, Tennessee was ranked 18th against running backs last year. So, I mean, Chase Edmonds, you can definitely try to play him if you want, if you're throwing out a whole bunch of GTPs. But he's not probably in my
0: top five running backs this year. I mean, I'm going to compare this – James kind of thing to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, he was a great play a lot of weeks, and he was way over way higher priced than Chase Edmonds. He was like 6,700, and rightfully so. He's a way better running back than Chase Edmonds, 100%. But what I'm saying is, is Nick Chubb's the guy that's getting all the goal line touches. But Edmonds is going to be in the receptions. He can score easily on the receptions, and he can score from 10 to 15 yards out. So I'm not worried about – obviously it takes away – from from admins with the goal line touches, but at 5,900, I'm not really worried about that.
1: Fair enough. I think we can move on to Tennessee now, and there is one out on Tennessee that I'm sure you already saw in their injury report, but A.J. Brown
0: didn't practice today. Yeah. yeah. I I think he ends up playing, but it is very in doubt right now. Yeah, it's something you have to keep an eye on,
1: especially with a knee injury
0: for a
3: receiver. Definitely keep it. Knee, foot, anything like that, you definitely want to keep an eye out for a receiver. Um, I'm looking more towards, because, like, there's a lot of times, I mean, it usually doesn't happen week one. It usually happens more in the middle of the season. You see these guys on the injury report every week, you know, especially the skilled guys, receivers, running backs, you'll see them on the report every week, but... I'm not. I'm not too concerned unless he misses Friday. Yep. If he misses Friday, then you know we we got to see if he goes through walkthroughs and see how he's doing on game
2: day. Like
3: we'll see. We'll see what's going on with that.
2: But as, as far as the other injuries, I mean, there's really
3: no other. David Long Jr. and Chris Jackson is the only other ones that's questionable.
1: Yeah, I mean. If AJ Brown doesn't play, I definitely completely understand loading up on some Julio. I don't think I will. Because I do respect Arizona's pass defense more than I respect Tennessee's. But I definitely understand it. If Julio comes back to form this season, it could be a great play. Arizona was,
3: uh, 24th against receivers last year in, uh, DFS though. <laughs>
0: One thing I do want to point out, if A.J. Brown misses, Josh Reynolds becomes a great play at 4,900. There is really no one else on Tennessee that's going to see the field at wide receiver, I mean, Cameron Batson and Des Fitzpatrick. They're just not a Josh Reynolds type. I think it'll be just him and Julio. I think Julio will be in double-team. They're going to focus a lot on Derrick Henry. And... Yeah, Anthony are there at tight end, but Arizona's actually been solid against tight end last year, and I think that continues with Isaiah Simmons there at linebacker. Their linebacker core is solid, especially with Budda Baker. He plays everywhere. But Josh Reynolds, I think, if A.J. Brown misses, is a fantastic play at 4,900. I probably won't get there in cash. Probably won't make any if you're playing a single lineup, but he's a great GPP dart if uh, A.J. Brown misses. Yeah, for a
1: pay down if A.J. Brown misses, I
0: can definitely get behind Josh Reynolds.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm not on any uh Tennessee guys. Um to be honest with you guys, um, neither am I. Der- Derrick Henry doesn't heat up until like November. So Exactly. When it's <laughs> cold. Yeah, I'm not I'm not paying 8900 for a uh September Derrick Henry.
0: Especially in this game when they're going to be it's the game environment's most likely in a shootout type of game, two really decent offenses. So I don't see any Derrick Henry especially 8900 just 52 yeah. points is the over
3: and under in this game.
0: Yeah, I that's that's a close one. I don't think it hits. I think it hits slightly under. I think the game's like 30. I think it gets 50, but it could easily go over. I'm not going to say hammer because it's 50-50 for me. Yeah, I, I'm not taking any shots on the over under.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you if you guys wanted to right now, uh, just to get a little betting. Like, if you wanted to take the under in hopes that A.J. Brown was out, because if A.J. Brown goes out, that under is going
2: down. For sure. Yeah.
3: That's yeah. if, if you guys want to. But uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, the matchups for this
0: week. I think it's better w- place. Yeah. I will say this for the betting. If this under, if A.J. Brown gets ruled out Friday or Saturday, and the under on Saturday night, Sunday morning goes down to 45, I will hammer that over. Because I think this game – He's going to be right in that range where it gets the 50. I think he gets right below the 52.5. I think he gets like a 30 to 20 game. But I will hammer that over of the 45, even if A.J. Brown's out, 100%. Just letting everyone know. That. That's how close the gap is between where I think the game ends. All right. We're ready yeah. to uh, move on?
2: Yeah.
0: All right, next game is the L.A. Chargers and the Washington football team. I mean, this game has some viability to it.
1: Definitely got to keep an eye on Herbert, and this will be a good test for him second year. See if he's going to improve or regress. Washington's got a very solid defense. Yeah. So I really don't want any pieces from this game. Maybe taking shots on Keenan Allen if Eckler does set the game. I really don't want any of Josh Kelly if... Eckler sits. No, not at well, all. I don't like any of them. Yeah, I, I don't even want shots at Eckler at sixty nine hundred against this Washington defense. Especially since he's, you know, a little battered up. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand going taking some Keenan Allen if Eckler's out because that opens up a lot of volume for everyone else, Mike Williams. But none of it gets me too excited. Oh. I'm I'm much more interested in targeting the other side of the ball. Yeah. For sure. But I I think this will be a good game to watch. I, I really am excited to see how Herbert does.
0: Yeah. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not saying I'm Fandu, but I like him this year in that Washington offense. I think him with weapons like Scary Terry and Terry – oh, my God. I the same guy. Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel all year, especially with Adam Humphreys. That's, he likes those guys. He likes those speedy guys that also have deep threat um, abilities. He loved Devontae Parker in um, Miami, and I think Terry McCorn could be as Devontae Parker. I think he's shined, especially with Logan Thomas, that offense. I think he has a really good year this year. I think he'll be higher than 6,600. I don't mind taking shots on him if you are playing multiple lineups. Um, but, yeah, especially if Curtis Samuel's out this week, I don't mind you
2: taking um, uh, Terry McLaurin
0: at 6,900, even in, like, cash. And I, I won't personally, but if Curtis Samuel's out, I don't really like that Chargers defense, even with Chris – it's Chris Harris there. Could be wrong. But,
2: yeah. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick this year a lot.
1: I, I mean, I, I would prefer targeting Gibson. I think Gibson's going to have a great year this year. They're going to rely on him a lot. As well as their defense. Yeah.
2: I mean... Other than that, I like Logan Thomas
1: too. I I think overall for the year Logan Thomas should be a pretty good target. Yeah. I definitely don't mind him against the Chargers. Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, I personally like the under in this game, to be honest with you guys. Forty four. Some some sites have forty
3: five. I can see this being a 17 to 10 game. I think Washington's defense is legit and I think it will get, I think it just get better each year, uh, especially with the young boy chase. Uh, he'll get better every, every year. Um, yeah. But the only one I would even remotely target would be Antonio Gibson, like Dylan mentioned, but at seven K it kind of like throws me off of him a little bit, but they, they say he's going to be a little bit more out of the backfield as well. Um, if Eckler's out, this game is definitely going under. Like I don't, I don't care. Sure, you know Eckler is probably like I, I don't know the night. He's got to be at least forty percent of their offense. Like when he's in there catching balls, running, he's got, he's up there in the percentage of how many times he actually gets the ball. He's he's an awesome, awesome uh, PPR target, but uh, as we know, he's dealing with some injury already which is never any good. Um, another person, Curtis Samuel, uh, said in practice today that he still doesn't feel right. So I don't know if he'll play. Um, I know you mentioned, Ryan, that you uh, that Fitzpatrick loved Devontae Parker, which is absolutely true. He loves that. he loves to throw the ball deep. One thing I think he will do is I think he'll uh, throw a couple of interceptions his first game, just to be honest, against the Chargers, who are getting some of their players back this year. So Derwin James, uh, they'll have Bosa back. So their defense is not going to be as bad it was as it was last year. So I don't see Herbert throwing the ball as much, especially with Washington's defense. Washington is going to still, I think, is still going to try to control the clock with Gibson and let Fitzpatrick throw the ball a little bit. But Chargers' defense is good. I I don't think this game this game's not a sexy game to me as far as DFS. Yeah. Gibson would be the literally only one I would target. With Logan Thomas is
1: going to be great. I just don't know if he's going to be great in this game. For sure. Yeah, he's not my tight end right now. I just don't mind taking shots on him. And I don't mind Gibson at the 7,000 price tag just because I think it's another case of buying low. I don't think he's going to be that low most of the season.
3: A a rookie to look out for that you might take if you got, uh, you know, if you won some tickets and you got a lot of lineups and you're like, where can I get really different? Ryan mentioned that Fitzpatrick likes to throw the ball down the field. Maybe take a shot with a fast guy like Diami Brown, who's a rookie this year for Washington, who's an absolute just he's fast It he, all he does is run down the field. diami Brown could catch you a a winning lineup
2: yeah at forty seven like a lot yeah, I agree,
3: but I mean that's 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 all I have for this game, gentlemen,
0: yeah, I'm ready to move on, yep. To uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta, the over/under is forty-eight, and Atlanta is actually favored by three and a half. Um, I like the over in this game. Personally, I think this game <laughs> is a shootout of two bad defenses.
1: I agree. I like the over, and I don't mind taking Philadelphia with
0: the points or money line. And do I? I think this is two games of you know high scoring offenses that. And I and people are going to disagree with me. With um, obviously a lot of people for some reason don't like Jalen Hurts this year. Um, he was actually very solid in all his starts last year, and the offense got better with the addition of Devontae Smith and hopefully this year healthy Miles Sanders. Um, they also get Zach Ertz back. He's committed, so I think he's gonna be playing for them. But um, yeah. Any thoughts?
1: I personally,
0: I I presume
1: that Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback because if for me, if it wasn't Darnold, it would be Hurts.
0: Yep, 100% Darnold. Just oh my god, can I talk? (laughs) Jalen Hurts is my week one quarterback, and I'm gonna explain why. Um, Pelicans defense has always been it's been garbage ever since the Super Bowl. Um, the only guy really on that defense is. I'm forgetting his name, the middle one, Deion Jones. There you go. Um, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's like a mini Kyler Murray. He's not as good as Kyler Murray, but he reminds me a lot of him with how he can pass for 340 yards and then rush for a hundred. I mean, the dude just got to slow down on the interceptions, um, and turnovers. And he's going to be a really solid quarterback in this league, in my opinion. I mean, you get Devontae Smith, his college teammate. Um, and you also have obviously Jalen Rager, who's went for really good this preseason. And then, yeah, go ahead.
1: I really like Hertz overall. He's one of my favorite targets in season one this year. Yeah. He was going way too low. And I mean, against this defense, there's nothing not to like about him. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't mind taking shots at. Most of his receivers, I don't mind taking shots at Smith or Rager. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go any lower than that. But, I mean, you can take shots on Sanders against this defense. The only place I really don't want to go is tight end. I don't want to try to figure out who's
0: going to get the run and targets between Goddard and Hurts. Yeah. Right now, from this game, personally in cash, I got Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts from this game. I mean, I think Devontae Smith. This just too cheap at 5,300. He's obviously won the Heisman last year. When the last time the wide a wide receiver's won the Heisman? The dude's route running, I think personally, is the best in the league, even better than Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. Just the route running, personally. But his hands aren't there yet with those two, so you can't even put him in the conversation. But, I mean, I think this dude easily has 100
2: yards week one. Yeah,
1: this game honestly is one of the only, has one of the only changes I would think about making, and that's getting to Devonta Smith. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be a great game to target. It's a great game environment. I only have one piece from it right now, and I have a piece from the opposite side. I have Ridley. I love Calvin Ridley this year a lot. He's my favorite go-gets in a season long. Yeah, I like him against this Philly defense, and I think that Atlanta plays from behind most of the game, so I think Ridley gets a ton of targets and a ton of catches. Yeah. And we know he has touchdown upside. We know that he can be the legit number one wide receiver that he's going to be this year. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, on the Atlanta side, you could take shots at Matt Ryan. I'm not. In that price range there's other quarterbacks I like better. But I definitely understand taking shots at him. Yeah. Any thoughts, size?
3: oh yeah. Uh so this will probably be the one of the only games I'll like Jalen Hurts. Um I'm not saying he's a bad DFS quarterback when I talk bad about Jalen Hurts. I just wouldn't want him. and it, it goes the same for Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't want him to be my team's quarterback. I don't think he, like, for Jalen Hurts, He's definitely makes sense, $7,600 uh, for FanDuel. He runs, he throws. He's He does got a true number one this year, so we'll give him some credit, you know, give him some leeway this year to see how he does because Devontae Smith will be a true number one, in my opinion, um, in the league because he definitely, I mean, if you follow social media at all and see all the routes he runs, he's definitely – one of the best route runners already, and he's only going to get better. But Jalen Hurts can get you the rushing yard you're looking for in uh, DFS. He'll get you a couple passing touchdowns. It is the Atlanta Falcons defense. Like, this is going to be a high-scoring game in my opinion. One thing that I would uh, just keep an eye out for is Brandon Brooks. Their starting right guard is questionable. But the good thing for Jalen Hurts is Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, uh, Kelsey, and all of them. They're coming back and they're coming back healthy, so he is going to have an upgraded offensive line from last year, just because he's getting all those guys back from injury. So a lot of his running is not going to be from running away from defenders. It's actually going to be they're probably going to get him in some design runs. I don't think that's what they wasn't committed to him last year. So now they got a whole offseason to try to build a package around his abilities. If that's the route they're if that's the route they're going, I mean, again, I mean, we're not in the Philadelphia. Offices. We don't know exactly what they're going to do. I mean, they traded for Gardner Minshew, which not a fan of him either. But we'll see. Put him in the right situation. Let the kid throw the ball. He's going to run. He's going to. He'll probably get you a rushing touchdown against this terrible a Falcons defense. Um, and then uh, I couldn't choose between Goddard or, or so. I I wouldn't make you guys choose either because like I mean they're just going to split that. If I was yeah. going to go one one target from Philadelphia, it'd be Devontae Smith. And I would take a chance on a Miles Sanders because no one, absolutely no one, is going to be on Miles Sanders because he did people wrong last year after coming back from that injury. I had him in my year long, and I was very disappointed when he came back. But he is going to get that upgraded line that Jalen Hurts is going to get, and he is playing a god-awful Atlanta Falcons team. So I expect him to get a lot of targets as well. Yeah,
0: and he has no backup, really, so – it's all by himself. Yeah. True. I don't think they give fucking Boston Scott at any point in time, really. So
3: no, and, and then on the Atlanta side, I'm with you, Dylan. If it's going to be a high scoring game, give me Calvin Ridley. He's going up against one of the worst uh, defenses as far as against receivers. Give me all the Calvin Ridley love possible. And you guys can even take a chance on a guy like Kyle Pitts. But I think Kyle Pitts, just because of all the hype, he will garner some ownership. So for GPPs, I think he is going to be more owned than people think because of all the hype built around him, and he's only 6,000. So he'll save you. I think Travis Kelsey, I think you mentioned he's 8,500. So he's going to save you 2,500. So he's going to be – I think he's going to be really high-owned, but the kid is very athletic. Like I've watched this guy play in the preseason, and they
1: will be definitely using him. This year, for sure. I mean, I I understand taking shots at him. Mm-hmm. I'm going with a tight end that's cheaper than him. I, I think that he's going to have a really good year. But I think it is going to take him a while to acclimate to the NFL. Of course. And they still have a tight end that they had faith in as a starter
0: with Hayden Hurst. I think Hayden Hurst is still their starting tight end. And I think they put Kyle Pitts outside, like, up top. Where, I, I think they put him in the Julio Jones role. I mean, how really was their slot receiver? They used him in motion. Uh,
3: they did, like, a tight end screen with him. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to want to get him involved because he, he's just too yeah. athletic. He's, I think he's even – it was weird because I was watching the game, and uh, he's number eight. I'm like, that's Kyle Pitts? Like, I forgot they changed the jersey rule this year. So yeah. it was weird seeing him wearing a number eight. I mean, the kid looks like a receiver. I mean, it, the kid is very athletic, but it, it will take him a few minutes. Now, one one thing I do want to ask you guys, because uh, with uh, Matt Ryan, how do you guys feel about Mike Davis in the backfield coming from Carolina? And then is Russell Gage actually going to step
1: up this year? What do you guys think? Uh, I'm Matt Ryan can obviously have a lot of volume. He's a very high volume type quarterback.
3: Well, they're going to be down
1: a lot. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Davis. I don't. Their offense. He did decent last year, but that's because he was in an offense that was styled and built around the running back position.
3: Right. He's not a pass catcher. I don't think. Like no, he's not going to go out there and get you all those targets. So no. I think. I think a lot of people who was drafted him too high. I think they're really going to regret it, and I don't think he's going to be a good DFS play this year. But, I mean, again, some things surprise you. You're going to have injuries later in the year. So I, I'm I'm interested to see Kyle Pitts, Mike Davis, and Russell Gage. I want to see what Russell Gage does because he is going to be the number two. Um, yeah. op- well, he'll probably be the number three option once Kyle Pitts comes along. But I want to see if he takes that
1: leap. Yeah. I'll tell you somebody that I'm interested in from this game, and I'd only play him if I'm playing multiple lineups. But somebody I'm interested in is Cordell Patterson. I'm really, yeah, I'm really curious to see what the Falcons do with him this year. Because they have him listed as their number two running back. But we all know that he also plays wide receiver. I think he's their pass-catching running back. Yep. I, I agree, but we could also see him line up outside. We could see him line up in the slot. We oh, could see a sure. lot of... From him, and I
0: think he'll be a very interesting DFS target this year. But here's how I think they run their starting lineup. I think Cordell, you know, he could see some time there. I like where where we're thinking, but I don't like Russell Gage as much as everyone does this year. I don't think he's their wide receiver too. And yeah. I know he's listed there, but I think Kyle Pitts is their wide receiver too. And like I was right. saying, like I was talking about earlier, I think they run Kyle Pitts at top in Julio Jones' role. They still have Kelvin Ridley in the slot. And then you could have Russell Gage out there, but he's really the third guy. And most of the time he won't be out there because I think Hayden Hurst still is that starting tight end. I don't think Kyle Pitts will be playing the tight end position as I mean, much as uh, he is just, supposed to. Look, look at Russell Gage from last year. uh
1: he had a few breakout games, but nothing really crazy, and Julio was out a good portion of the year. Yeah, exactly.
0: One yeah. guy that stood up a lot last year when Julio was out, though, was that Olamide Zachias? Yeah. You could yeah, take a fly on him. He could have a 90-yard touchdown. <laughs> but, I mean, you don't know. I, I think Russell Gage is not going to have as high as a uh, – as high of a volume as everyone's expecting him to.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of anybody on that team outside of Pitts and
0: Ridley. Exactly. I mean, if 7-300, Matt Ryan is not a bad play. You just got to hope he throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns because you are not going to get any rushing upside with him. Which, that is I the mean, one downside. You could
1: at see him do that.
0: So, I mean, I yeah. can't hold it. And Matt Ryan usually starts off the season. He's usually like the leader in passing yards. So I mean, you could easily he could easily go off. And I think this is probably the best spot, one of the best spots all season for him. I, I agree, but I
1: think for just almost the same price, I, I like Hertz just that much better. But I mean, exactly. I, I mean, I don't mind playing lineups with the. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And I also don't think he'll get a ton of ownership, so. Neither do I. I mean, especially if you want exposure to Ridley and Pitts, I don't mind having a lineup or two with Ryan. Yeah. Definitely make sure you play somebody from the other side, though. If you're loading up that much on them, you need a Rager or a Smith.
0: Yeah.
2: Or even Sanders. Yeah. All right, unless you guys got something else, I think we're ready to move on. Yeah. Um, the next game we uh got to talk about is the Seattle
1: Seahawks and Indianapolis Colts. Now, if you want to target a quarterback that's not going to run much, I wouldn't mind targeting
0: Wentz. No. And surprisingly, he's back and ready for week one. I mean, when that injury happened early in August, um, everyone was doubting that the first month. Everyone was like, go out and trade for Nick Foles and back Carson Wentz up again, but no, I mean, he made a speedy recovery.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly
0: impressive, but I'm pretty sure Quentin Nelson's still going to be out. Yeah. Does that Quentin Nelson, obviously it's a big impact to the run game with John Taylor, but does Carson Wentz, like, speedy recovery, does that concern you, like, at all? For his, like, Does that concern you, or...? It
1: definitely is concerning. We've seen him come back from injury too early before. Yeah. But, once again, I don't mind taking shots on him. For the price, if he comes back the way he was before his prior injuries and getting benched for hurts and foals and everything messed him up mentally, which I think he can be because he's back with Frank Reach, uh, I, I, I think he could have a really good season. He's got really good defense to back him up. He's got weapons now. I mean, we could see a much different Carson Wentz. So if that injury doesn't hold him back, if he doesn't come back too early and get hurt again, I'd I like taking a shot on him week one. Yeah, so do I. Especially against that Seattle defense. It's not great.
0: And one guy I really like, especially if Paris Campbell can't play and... Obviously, you know T.I. Hilton's not playing. Michael Pittman's like really the only guy there. If him and Zach Pascal. Paris Campbell's out. I think Michael Pittman has a huge week one at fifty three hundred. You could. I mean, I'm thinking. I'm I've been debating it in cash. Probably won't get there in cash, but I think Michael Pittman, especially with that Seattle secondary. Um, I know they have Jamal Adams, but he's not going to be on uh, Michael Pittman. So, I really like I'm really week one if they uh,
1: if they elevate Kiki Cootie off their uh, practice squad.
0: They should. I mean, he's better than yeah. who they have. But I still think even if he's activated, that Pittman still will have a lot of volume.
1: Oh, I agree. Uh, I think Pittman is their number one wide receiver this season, without question. Yeah. I, I like Ty, but I mean, he stays injured so often. No, I know. I mean he's definitely gonna at least miss the first three games. And if you're playing Carson Wentz, stacking with Pittman's great. I mean we know
0: Wentz loves his tight ends, so I wish Jack Doyle would just retire already. <laughs> Let Mo Alley Cox just be the guy. Because Jack Doyle is just he's so bad. At his age
1: now? Yeah. I I, uh, I like uh, Ali Cox.
0: I think he's a great tight end. Maybe not great, but I like him. I just don't think you can play any of them just because they take volume away from each other so much. I mean,
2: last year we saw him Split
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the cool thing with Goddard and Ertz is that they, they played him mostly on the field together. But, like, Doyle and Kai, I mean, one, they're both off the field half the time. Yeah. So. It's a situation where I'm not going to try to pick and choose one or the yeah. other. Yeah. I mean, I I like John and Taylor week one at 7,900 for GPP. It's not cash. But going to take a flyer, you, like we said, T.Y.'s out. The tight end issue, I mean, it's just not there. And then – John Taylor, I and mean, he's a receiving back. I mean, you obviously got Marlon Mack and now Hines there, but I still think John Taylor, and I think both of you are going to disagree with me because you always, you don't, you guys don't like John Taylor this year, but I think Taylor could have a really solid game at that price tag. And I mean, he's I don't going think. To have him this week. I don't so want this. No, like no, Taylor. Yeah, no one's the question his ability.
3: It's just the oh, fact no, that I know, there's know, two other guys yeah, there who are more prone to catch the ball
1: which definitely hurts when it comes to DFS, in my opinion. For sure. I mean, in specific matchups, Taylor's a great option. I just don't want him at the price he was going in season one. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, I, I'm – so I'm
3: not as big on the, the Carson Wentz thing as you guys uh, at 6,500. I mean, especially with Eric Fisher being questionable, who's uh, – you know, Anthony Costanza retired. They got Eric Fisher from Kansas City this offseason, which is—he's not Anthony Costanzo, but he's—he's—he's definitely a good fill-in at the left tackle. But him him being questionable and Quentin Nelson—if them two do not play, I want no part of anybody on this Indianapolis Colts offense. Like that, those two guys, and they've already um, got—they already had Sam Tevi, who's out for the year. Like their their offensive line is all banged up right now. So if them two don't play. Especially Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson's like, top five guard by, by far. If And Eric oh, yeah. Fisher is great as well. Like, if them two don't play, especially Carson Wentz's blind side, that left tackle position, like, I don't want no part of Carson Wentz. Wentz like, at all. I don't want part of Jonathan Taylor. I do like Michael Pittman. Like, I really do. Especially Paris Campbell. T.Y. Hilton ain't playing for a few. Um, but, I mean... Literally, if you look at their uh, depth chart, I mean they only have Pittman and Pascal. Like yeah. I don't know who I don't know who these other guys are. Yeah, neither do But I mean that it it all depends on where Eric Fisher and Quentin Nelson's at for me. If them two are out, I want no parts of Wins or any other Colt offense.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it, it's only something I would do if I was playing multiple lineups. Oh yeah, you can
3: beat his price tag, especially with Frank, his coach. Like the coach is amazing. I love him.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, I think it's a great GPB flyer just because he has the upside of a top 10 quarterback, but he's going to get the ownership of a bottom 32 quarterback. Oh,
3: 100%. You know, no, uh, there's going to be no Philadelphia Eagle fans that put him in the lineup. That's
2: for sure.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I think we're ready to move on to the Seahawks side of things. Um, personally, I like the price tag on Russell Wilson if they're playing absolutely anyone else. If you guys listen, obviously to I think episode two when we broke down the AFC, I actually have the Colts defense as my number two defense. Um, I think Russell Wilson could have a good week, week one, but I just can't play him. Because of, like, his price tag is up there at quarterbacks. I think he's the fifth highest quarterback. Yeah, fifth highest-priced quarterback. And normally, I think Russell Wilson is 8500 He's right with Kyler Murray in that price range, in my opinion. But just not this matchup against the Colts. I mean, they got great secondary, great front seven. I just... I can't take anyone from the Seahawks team except Tyler Lockett, only because of his price. Yeah, I mean I I really
1: I'm not interested in any Seahawks. They have a new offensive coordinator and they're going up against one of the top defenses in the NFL. They obviously have of offense, which keeps me away from the Colts defense. Yeah, for sure. But no matter what, they will score. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Nobody's going to do enough to, to justify me changing anything in my lineup. So one in, guy I do. Yeah, they're good, but I really hate choosing between the two because the week you play BK like, gets
0: three yeah, touchdowns. Exactly, exactly. And they rarely ever have a good week together.
1: Yeah, like, I, I mean, in terms of having two top wide receivers – <clears throat> that evening to each other's production. I think the Seahawks are the poster boy for that.
0: Yeah. One guy I do really like this year, though, and especially at this price tag week one, I don't mind taking GPP flyers on him, is Gerald Everett at 4800 I think this guy is going to be a top 10 fantasy tight end this year. I think he'll be at that 5500 price range for almost every other tight end that's not named Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle's at. Um, this dude I heard, and a lot of people are saying that you know are close to Seahawks. He's going to be doing a lot in that offense. Um, you know, he was really he showed really high upside with the Rams, but obviously he had to share time with Higbee. Um, I heard they're going to be using him out of the backfield too, so his volume is going to be insanely high in uh, Seattle. Yeah, I don't mind that. Like, I do think he's going to be a very good tight end this season. Yeah, I think mean, you can see. Five or anywhere from five to fifteen Fanduel points week one, and at forty eight hundred, that's not a bad option if you're trying to get different. Um, you can even play him at flex with if you're playing like a Kelsey. So, yeah, I don't mind
2: it.
1: Yeah. Other than him, and I'm not, I'm not extremely high on him against the Colts. I'm not going anywhere for the Seahawks. Yeah, on week one.
3: You guys, they gotta let Russ cook. It just won't be this week. Um, I'm not on any Seattle, but I do agree with you, Ryan. Uh, I like Gerald Everett at his price tag. Um the Colts were actually ranked twenty seventh versus tight ends last year. Uh so if you're ever gonna play Gerald Everett, this might be the week for you at forty eight hundred if you're not going one of the top tight ends and you wanna get you know you wanna pay up a receiver and running back. Jared Epper yeah. wouldn't be a bad play at uh, forty eight hundred. So uh that I mean that's really I, I would I would keep an eye on uh, the injury with uh Xavier Rhodes. But I still I mean in the, I have so much respect for Frank, right? And uh that Indianapolis defense that I don't think that I
2: wouldn't take anybody from Seattle. Yeah,
1: I agree.
0: Ready to move on to uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals. One of my Ooh. favorite target. Yeah. You really
1: like this guy. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook is, without a doubt, my favorite play this week. He has the same upside as McCaffrey for $1,000 less.
4: Yeah.
0: I, I like Dalvin Cook a lot this week. Like, um... Dylan the same, but in cash, I I don't I think you have to play McCaffrey over him. The only reason I'm saying that is McCaffrey's floor is 20 points. Let's be real. And we've seen Delvin Cook hit 15 or less four times last season, including two under 10 point performances. So the floor is lower, and obviously against Cincinnati, he should easily hit. But McCaffrey against the Jets, and this is just cash. Delvin Cook, play them both if you can. Um, if you can find a way to uh, get them both in a lineup, get them both in a lineup because them two are going to, like, if you can find a way to get your value that's not at running back, like, about the James Robinson, if you can find a way to get them two in your lineup and have everyone else, go, this is going to, I mean, it's going to be a takedown lineup.
1: Uh, I actually think that's going to be something a lot of people do. I think people are going to see that opponent rank next to their names, and a lot of people are going to immediately put McCaffrey and Cook into their lineups. So that's the only reason I don't have both of them
0: in mine already. Yeah. them um, two will definitely be the highest owned running backs of the slate, one and two. In my opinion, the only reason I don't have Delvin Cook in my cash game lineup as we speak is because, like I said, I like McCaffrey and the game environment more, and plus I like the value at running back where I don't need to play both. So... I'll let people make that mistake and play both them. It's not a bad option, but the value elsewhere is not as good as the value at running back, in my opinion. And another reason I
1: like, I personally am taking Cook over McCaffrey is because I'd like correlating him with the Vikings defense this week. Vikings yeah. defense wasn't that good last year, but I think they're going to be much improved this year. They've added a lot of pieces. They've got people back healthy and I think Joe Burrow struggles a lot in his first week back from injury. Sure. So I think we can definitely see some interceptions, and I think they rely on their defense and running the clock out with Cook. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of other people are probably going to go Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, too. And against the Cincinnati defense, I don't see why not. If I didn't have Cook in my lineup, I'd have one of those two in my lineup.
0: Yeah. I really, people are really underestimating Adam Thielen this year. I mean, this dude had a great season last year. I don't know why people, his phone, fantasy and his price is so low on Fandle. I mean, 7300 for Adam Thielen, this dude was like 7800 7900 for the last two years. And I think with Justin Jefferson taking over the number one spot, like, in opponent defenses' eyes, That is the job for Adam Thielen a lot easier, in my opinion. I think Adam Thielen will have more reception yards than um, Justin Jefferson this year, and I don't mind taking shots in him We've one at 7,300 at all. I think he easily could see 20 Fanduel points. The that Cincinnati defense was terrible. I agree. While I get the love for Justin Jefferson, I don't
1: understand how people were automatically saying he's going to be the number one there and he's going to have a breakout year. He had a great year last year, and it's going to be really hard for him to repeat that. And other second-year wide receivers, people are just writing them off. Exactly. I mean, Thielen is a great and established number one wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Jefferson's price, both in season long this year so far and – this week, I would much rather have Thielen. Yeah, for sure. So would I. And, I mean, then there's tight ends. Obviously, you can target tight ends against Cincinnati. So I don't mind taking shots at Herndon for 4,400. Yeah. he He might be legitimately almost the only tight end that sees the field for Minnesota.
0: Yeah, and yeah, at that price, 4400 that's a great price. I like it a lot, especially with Tyler Conklin being questionable. I mean, it takes the only other guy out of the equation. Yeah, exactly. And you with she's I mean? only focusing on Delvin Cook, Jefferson Thielen. I mean, her cousins threw a lot to Kyle Rudolph when Kyle Rudolph was Kyle Rudolph. He threw a lot to Irv Smith at the last year. I mean, Chris Hern. I mean, I like him a lot at that price.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind taking shots at Kirk Cousins.
0: The game isn't being played at 8 o'clock, so he'll be pretty good. My favorite play personally on the slate right now, not on the slate, from this team, and it's just me value-wise, is, is Delvin Cook, number one, obviously, but Chris Herndon is a number two ahead of Jefferson and Dillon, only because of the price and how many points he could see. I think the defense is going to focus all over the three main guys. And heard it. no one's going to get Herndon. No one.
1: Yeah, so. I, I agree. I definitely don't mind taking shots at him. You got anything for Minnesota size?
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, you guys touched on it a lot. Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's the Bengals. I live in Cincinnati. They're not going to be very good at all on defense. Uh, Dalvin Cook should explode against them week one. Uh, the other person that I would look at, uh, for Minnesota would be taking a shot on like somebody like a Kirk Cousins. I mean, how can you fail with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and throwing the ball to Dalvin Cook? Like the only thing that sucks as far as Kirk Cousins is when it comes to DFS, he has to throw over 300 yards and like two or three touchdowns to be relevant. Because, I mean, there's just so many other good running quarterbacks that's going to get you some rushing yards, uh, maybe a rushing touchdown, some passing touchdowns. So at $7,200, I think – me personally, I think it's kind of high. Uh, it's, and, and for uh, – I mean, he's the same price as Joe Burrow. That's crazy to me. But Minnesota, I – I, you know, it's – I think it's just Dalvin cook for me,
1: to be honest. I mean, I think it really depends on how you feel about Burrow. If you feel like Burrow is going to come back and make an immediate impact and play well, then Kirk Cousins is a good play because it's going to be a shootout. If you yeah. think that Joe Burrow struggles like I do, then you need to play Cook and stay away from Cousins. I think he does struggle the first game. I think we, we
3: did talk about this in a podcast. I think Joe Burrow and his uh you know, he, he does have some weapons at receiver, for sure. He gets CJ uh Uzuma back. You know, we talked about that. I think you brought that up, Dylan. Um, but the first couple of games, he's going to struggle for sure
1: 100%. Yeah, I, I don't like targeting anybody on the Cincinnati side. I'm seeing a lot of love for Joe Mixon against Minnesota, but like I said, I think Minnesota's defense is going to be a lot better this season.
3: Anthony Barr's back, maybe questionable. He's questionable, but he is back this season.
1: Yeah, and so I personally, personally ha- having watched Joe Mixon a lot as a Steelers fan, I don't think he's. I think he's maybe a little bit above average. I don't think he's a great running back. He catches
3: the ball out of the backfield, which uh, one of the things that are really high on Joe Mixon. And I can tell you this, uh, just from you know being near the fan base every single day. Uh, they did come out with a report. Uh, the offense coordinator—I don't know if it was the offense coordinator or the head coach—but they want to get Joe Mixon in there now with uh, Bernard out. They want to be—they want Joe Mixon to be a three-down back and be in there for those third downs and catch more balls. So I think with Bernard being out, he does get more opportunities to catch more balls. So, I mean, that, that helps him out, but um, Minnesota and Mike Zimmer, they're known for defense. Last year they took, you know, obviously they wasn't as good as years before, but they do get Anthony Barr back, which Anthony Barr's a fantastic linebacker, but I wouldn't be mad at people if they took Joe Mixon,
1: especially if
3: they, if they, you know, if, They actually do get him in there for three downs, and he's catching the ball in the backfield. He's definitely capable of catching the ball. It's just going to be how he responds to his injury the same way Joe Burrow, like how he responds to his injury. But I think Joe Mixon does have a a little better play here because Joe Burrow, I don't think he's going to trust his knee at first. So his progressions are going to go down to Joe Mixon. I think that's his release.
1: I mean, I can agree with that. I'm still not super high on him. I'd rather pay down or pay up. Oh,
3: I'm 100% with you, but I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, what everybody else is saying, I understand why they're on Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is not – he's not a bad running back at all. He's not elite by any means. But at 7,200, if you're not paying up for running back, I mean, he's – I mean, we'll call that mid-price, whatever. Um you could definitely take a chance on them. Minnesota wasn't great last year, but that was just because of the injuries. Just be mindful of that. Anthony Barr is back. Mike Zimmer was not happy with the defense all year last year, so I guarantee that's something he focused on. So, for me, Bengals are out,
2: but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll see a little bit of ownership on them, though. Joe Burrow does get a good bit of name recognition. A lot of people are probably going to. I won't even say a lot. I'd say a good bit of people are probably going to play Jamar Chase just because the name recognition. And Personally, I'd rather stay away from all of them. Yeah,
3: I think in, in this game, I think it's going to be Cook and Mixon gets the most ownership just because they've been the most touted here recently. I think them two are definitely get the most ownership. But yeah. I, I want to I wanna be the one that takes advantage of Joe Burrow's price come week five or week six. Depend on who he plays, because I think Joe Burrow does struggle early, and I think his 7200 price tag goes down, and that's when you can take advantage of a Joe Burrow.
1: I agree with that 100%. I think once he gets his legs under him, Joe Burrow is going to do really good. It's just going to take a while. He's got to trust that offensive line first. Yeah. I will also say that I really like taking Minnesota minus three. I yeah, think that's. Too. I think that spreads way too low. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd hammer that. Oh, for sure! Yeah, hundred percent. Right, I think we're. Any
2: final
0: thoughts? We ready to move on? I'm ready. All right, last one o'clock game of the slate. It is the 49ers at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll us off here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Lions fan, so. I'll say some quick words. Um the over under's at forty five and a half. Hammer the under. No one's scoring in this game. I'm joking. Um I don't <laughs> mind George Kittle at all. The Lions um last year were not great at the uh tight end position. At, like guarding the tight end position. Um but they did add um Romeo they did add obviously healthy Romeo Cora, Trey Flowers will be they'll be the kind of guys that will be the outside linebackers I mean you get Jamie Collins back You have uh This rookie Fourth round picking Derek Barnes Who was the highest Graded rookie Linebacker Even higher than Micah Parsons Um He was all over The place in preseason Which ultimately Led to the cutting Of Jelani Tavai Um I think Derek Barnes Helps a lot He uh Shut down All the tight ends When he was on the field Um You can, you can go to Preseason game Like Chase And look Oh Pat Freeman Had two touchdowns Tight end against the Lions And uh preseason week, too. Well, Jelani Tavai started that game, and both those touchdowns were on Tavai, number 50 with the dreads when you watch game film. But uh, Derek, Bar- Derek Barnes will be the guy, so I think that takes a little bit away from Kittle. Um, I still like Kittle, but obviously if I'm going to pay up at tight end, I'm just going to pay all the way up to Kelsey, and we'll get to that later. But... um I don't mind Jimmy Garoppolo at that price tag. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Jimmy Garoppolo, even the 49ers. I mean, the dude two years ago took him to a Super Bowl, and then he tore his ACL in Week 2 last year. But all of a sudden, he just isn't their guy. He literally led him to a Super Bowl two years ago. I, I don't think that's the case. I, I
1: think all along they've been planning on starting Garoppolo, and there's not really been a competition. I, I think they basically want to redshirt Lance and let him sit behind Garoppolo all year
0: and have their quarterback of the future ready. Oh, for sure. That's uh, 100%, I think. But a lot of, like, experts and everyone's saying, oh, Lance will start by week six. Oh, Garoppolo's not even going to make the half year, which is why ESPN is projecting him for only 12 fa- fantasy points, and they're having, like, Lance projected for five. Like, they're not going to split time. Garoppolo's going to be the guy. I think he ultimately can lead into the playoffs. I think week one... Um, you know, Graplo. He's a solid option at that price. Obviously, there's better guys. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk. Um, I like whatever guy Jeff Okuda will not be on. Jeff Okuda had his surgery. He looks better. Um, he's not great in zone, but man-to-man, he looked amazing. So, um, whatever guy is not on the Okuda take between Samuel and Ayuk because Lions just don't have anyone else in their secondary. Um, I like Raheem Mostert a lot this year. Although the Lions did bolster their defensive line a lot, they added Michael Brockers in from um, the Rams. They added, um, obviously, a Trey Flowers back who was hurt most of last year, and they got they drafted two uh, nose tackles in Levi Owunsirike and Ali McNeil in the second round. So that bolsters that. So the defense is going to be a lot better then 32nd against the run. I think it will be like 25th, 26th. Still going to be bad, but um, Raheem Moser should have a great week one. And like we were talking about earlier with uh, the uh, rookie running back, Trey Sermon, I think, will be the starting running back by the end of the year. But he will not see much action at all in the first couple of weeks.
1: I agree with that. I, I really like Mostert. At one point, Mostert was my thought. spot. Um, I like him to start the year. I like him against Detroit. I think Detroit defense. I agree, it'll be better, but I think it'll take time for it to get better. Everybody's got to get that chemistry. And I don't, I don't know how you feel about Dan Campbell, but thus far, I haven't seen anything that makes me really
0: trust him as a head coach. Well, I mean, you can't really do I see anything. The Lions played. There's all their starters a total of 15 minutes out of three preseason games. They played oh, two yeah. two drives on offense. Swift never even played a down in preseason, so you haven't, we haven't even seen any offense. I'm not going to take anything away from the preseason.
1: Hawkinson yeah, played
0: one... didn't even play possession either, so really but, you're without their two best offensive players. Uh,
1: just, just the way he talks and stuff, I haven't seen anything that makes me think oh, he's going to be Belichickian or
0: oh, he's going to probably lose his job by the end of the year. Please but, don't bring up the Belichick. We had a guy who tried to come in and be Belichick and look how that turned out. So I don't want to hear Belichick's name. I'm glad he's not trying to be a Belichickian. Um, He has the players. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves playing for him. So that's one thing I like to see. Um, But again, before I obviously say anything about him, I want to see the offense play. That's going to be a big thing this year where all their talent is with Hawkinson and Swift and see how Goff does. He looked really good in that first preseason quarter. So we'll see how they do. Before I like, I don't think Goss is bad as most people give him credit for. No, for sure. I still think he's a bottom quarterback in the league, but everyone's acting like he's gonna be done in like week three in there. Um, yeah, but yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I don't mind Goff. Definitely, am not high on any Lions.
0: No, not week one. Not against this 49ers defense that's expecting Nick Bosa back. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I do like Notre.
1: I, I do like. I think Ayuk and Samuel are both good wide receivers. I don't mind taking shots at either of them. I'm I, gonna, I don't mind. Go ahead. I agree with your kittle take. If if I was paying up that high anyway, I would just go up to Kelsey. Yeah.
0: One thing I do want to point out on um, T.J. Hawkinson's price: is fifty-seven hundred too cheap. Please and GPPs get a lot of TJ Hawkinson in there he's the only guy there in the receiving game and if you're expecting him to be down it doesn't matter if golf's gonna throw three interceptions or Kittle or however you're seeing this game play out the 49ers everyone's saying they're gonna blow him away so if they're gonna blow him away Hawkinson is gonna be like the only guy in the red zone that's gonna be the guy Swift is there for pass catching. Tyra Williams is there, but Hawkinson is a pro bowler. He just went to the pro Bowl, And you're seeing him at the same price of guys like Noah Fahn and Dallas Goddard. I mean, Dallas Goddard's more expensive. Even uh, Logan Thomas or Mike Gesicki. T.J. Hawkinson is in that category with Kyle Pitts, and he should be 65 to 7K just because no one else is there with him. I think Hawkinson should easily get 15th annual points week one despite the tough matchup. I think he gets a red zone first <laughs> down from Goff, because um, he's just that huge guy that Lions don't have many red zone weapons. Yeah, I don't mind.
1: There, there's a guy that I prefer that's a little cheaper, but I agree. Hawkinson is pretty much the only guy.
0: At least until some of your wide receivers develop. And no one's going to play him. I mean, this dude literally went to the Pro Bowl last year. People are going to look out first OPR offensive rank. Don't, no one play him. That dude is going to. Dude is basically at that price, fifty seven hundred. Only guy there, I think. Don't even look at the matchup. That dude is going to get a touchdown. No doubt about it. So, in my opinion,
2: in GPPs, he's a great play. No one's going to have him.
1: size you got anything
2: of course uh so like I'm I'm, I'm a
3: big fan of Kittle this year I mean 7,000 I mean that's good price you know but I I would go up to Kelsey as well at 8,500 Kelsey just I mean he just demands respect at that price I mean it's just absolutely ridiculous what he's been able to do but uh, as far as like the only the only really interest I have from like this game is really the running backs which is Raheem Mostert um because I do think Trey Sermon, just like Ryan and probably you, Dylan, as well, think he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna lead the carries here. You know, probably the first three or four weeks that Trey Sermon, they're gonna work him in because he is definitely a talented running back. But um, it, San Francisco's kind of got that problem with the receiver. Uh, Brandon Ayuk really played well last year as a rookie, um, and then they got Debo Samuel back. He's very athletic, but he's not. I don't think he's a number one to be honest. Um, I think they have him listed as a number one, but he's not really a number one. But this is just one of those games that is – like San Francisco's offense is not sexy. Detroit's offense is not sexy. Uh, But I I do love me some T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson is going to be a great play uh, throughout the weeks, especially because Detroit will be down a lot. So, uh, but, I mean, mean, you could definitely go – 49ers defense on this one. I don't know if you guys brought that up, but uh, 49ers defense with that little of offense, especially, especially I don't know if Swift is Swift playing Ryan for sure. Yep, he is full practice today. Gotcha. So I mean, he was banged up. I, I do like Jamal Williams though because I, I don't think they really lose much if Swift does go down or doesn't play. Because I do like Jamal Williams as well from Green Bay. Uh, one of the things. I do want to point out is like everybody's high on the 49ers defense. Uh, not much should change because they hired the defense coordinator within D'Amico Ryans. He was the linebackers coach last year. But uh, sometimes when coordinators get in there, they have a whole different scheme or whatever they want to do. So it'd be interesting to see how San Francisco keeps up that defense. And obviously they're getting both the back and I mean, they should be really good on defense. So, on the Detroit side, I wouldn't take anybody. I mean, you could definitely take a flyer on a Hawkinson in hopes they're getting blown out and he gets you some real garbage points or a garbage touchdown or something. But um, other than that, this is not sexy DFS
2: football. No, not
1: at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't mind taking their defense. Generally, I don't like paying up for my defenses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially since 49ers defense has a lot of recognition. They'll probably be fairly highly owned. Yeah, there's another
3: defense I like out there that we'll talk about later. I think we're all might be on the same defense because we. Ha- I mean, this is the only defense that was brought up because. But I, I too am like you. I'd rather spend my money elsewhere than on a defense. And 49ers defense is five thousand. But I wouldn't be mad if you went up to 49ers defense if you, you know, just on a GPP flyer, you wanted to take that good defense. And then you found some good value at receiver, running back, just to try to be different in some of your GPP plays. But ultimately, I'd rather not pay up for a
0: defense. I mean, they're all going to get like, the same amount of points. It's like a kicker. I mean, there could be one or two that hit like three 50-yard field goals and move them at 15 to 20 points for the week. But, like, you're really relying on the 49ers' defense at 5K to get you, like, a defensive touchdown of some sort or get, like, four interceptions because you can pay down for a defense that's going to get you 10 points. And you're good with that. And then you have $1,000 to spend at running back or at wide receiver or, or, you know. It's just paying up at defense, I just don't – I don't like it. Unless it's, like, there's a five-game slate and you got, like, Chiefs and Ravens and Rams and Seahawks and – Steelers and, Ray, or Steelers and Browns and, you know, and then it's, like, Lions and 49ers. And then, boom, that's, like, we have to play them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I was going. It's very rare that your defense in a DFS lineup makes or breaks you. Like, the one week I can think of off the top of my head where having the right defense really made you was Patriots against the Chargers last year. Yeah. Oh, where
3: they had them touchdowns.
1: Yeah, where their defense scored like thirty eight Fandle points.
3: Yeah. That was insane. But the 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 reason I brought up San Francisco's defense is for all the points that Ryan made about the Detroit offense. Like, they have not played together. So week one, like, is gonna be really their first time playing together, right, Ryan? Like
0: as a as a unit? Well, and they played in training camp, like they practiced, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like in a real life
3: <laughs> in a real life game. This is yeah. their first time actually playing against other defenses, right? And there's really no – I mean, you don't have footage on this 49ers team this year. You would have to go back two yeah. years when they had Bosa and everybody. So maybe their timing's off. Maybe Goff does make a mistake or, you know, whatever the case may be. He, he's definitely prone to make a mistake. Well, oh, for sure. No mistake about that. So
1: 49ers could maybe sneak and get an a interception return for a touchdown. I mean, yeah. even then, it's really hard for that to make a difference. I'm just looking at the Patriots to see how close I was to what they got against LA last year and it was 31 points. That's a mean, lot of
3: points. That's a lot of Fanduel points.
1: Oh, that's tough, especially for a defense, but I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at their game log, they had uh against the Seahawks last year, they had 6 Fanduel points when they had a defensive touchdown.
3: That's insane, right?
1: Yeah, so I I mean in terms of uh defense, sometimes you just get lucky but I'd honestly rather pay all the way down to the Bengals than I would for, to pay up San Francisco just because I'm, I'm use, utilizing that money elsewhere that's going to make a bigger difference in my lineup.
3: Oh, I agree. Oh, I 100% agree, but I, I definitely think uh, the 49ers defense will be great in this game.
1: If if you do pay up for defense, that that's the only defense I'd want to pay up for. Yeah. That maybe the Patriots. Outside of that, I think the Patriots are probably – everything under that I'd consider mid-tier defense
2: pay-wise. But I think we're ready to move on. We definitely talked too much about Detroit. Yeah, I think we're ready to move on to uh, Denver and New York.
1: I mean, once again, this this is a game I'm not extremely high on. Uh, I do like a defense from this game. Oh,
3: for sure. I think we're all on this uh, defense, especially if a guy's out.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I
3: like Denver, right? No secret now, right, Denver?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like Denver's defense a lot. It's not my current defense in my lineup, but... If Saquon's out, that could
2: change. Yeah. All right. Um. I like. I mean. I don't know. Are you on Denver's
3: defense as well, Ryan? You would agree with? Yeah. Him they're,
0: that? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're my defense right now. I mean, yeah. Obviously, what we're talking about you don't know what Saquon. He's obviously probably not going to play the entire game. With his limited practice today, I think he plays, but. I mean, he's I
1: not going to take one. He's in a lim- limited role. I, I don't understand all the love he's gotten so far leading up to the season because I don't think. I think even if he gets back to form, it's going to be week five, six, seven. He had the same injury that Burrow had his MCL and his ACL. And unlike Burrow, he's still unsure to even start the season.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, outside of their defense, I think, especially with Teddy Bridgewater, this being his first season with Denver, I think Denver's going to have a very slow start offensively. I really don't want to take shots on anybody on their offense. Not at all. Same with the Giants, obviously, if I like denver's defense that much i don't really like any of the guys on giants offense the one guy i might i'm not even gonna say i might take shots on because he's higher priced than i thought he would be i'd say i'd take shots on booker but for 5300 i really don't think i want to even if saquon's out
3: I will throw out
2: the fact that I'll play a little devil's advocate here
3: is like the same reasons like what what everybody's talking about. Let's say he does play and you have like you know, like I do, I have twenty five tickets into the Sunday tick into the Sunday. I might play one lineup with Barkley in hopes this dude gets like two or two touchdowns and proves everybody wrong. Like he will garner no ownership. None. And Denver was not good against running backs last year. But I will say with Denver, though, Denver does get a lot of people back from last year. That was her, Von Miller, uh, Chubb. Chubb, Chubb he missed practice today, just so you guys know. He's on the injury report with an ankle injury. So if he's out, that kind of opens it up a little bit as well for Barkley. uh, Like, I wouldn't expect the Barkley lineup to win but especially $8,500 $8, is ridiculous for a guy coming off that injury. But because I have so many lineups to play, I might actually throw him in one. Just because he, he is an amazing talent, and you never know what he's going to do.
1: Yeah, Honestly, I think he gets more ownership than you think if he plays just because of name recognition. And I honestly think he's one of those players that even if he doesn't play, he'll still have like 0.5% ownership from people that just set their lineups and forget him and they expected him to play week one. Or
3: just the people throwing their name in a hat, and there's literally, like you said, going off name recognition. Like, people don't actually study it. They just, you know, here's $3. Let's just play the
2: big field and try to win a million dollars. Yeah. I got you.
4: Sure.
1: All right, I think we can move on again. Yeah, Green Bay, New Orleans.
0: Oh, here's a game. This is going to be a great game to watch. It's a good game to watch. Yeah, playing in Jacksonville, New- Jacksonville. You guys see, see the story of why they chose Jacksonville? Uh, I, think, I saw it and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers sucks in Florida, lifetime, and they don't <laughs> want, and Jacksonville is the, uh, city in Florida that is hardest for Green Bay fans to get to. Uh, plane tickets are higher than to Tampa, and they feel like if they went to Tampa, there'd be Buccaneers fans that would come in, um, root against the Saints because they're in the same division. And then also, um, if they went to Miami, Miami's a tourist spot, so it'd be probably more Packer fans there than Saints fans. Wow. You know? I heard on the radio the other
1: day that in terms of uh traveling, that uh, Green Bay is one of the biggest traveling fan bases there is. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I probably like this game a lot more than you guys do for DFS purposes. I know they're two pretty good defenses. But, I mean, how can you not love Alvin Kamara? Especially with Michael Thomas out. Uh,
3: let's... Let's just uh, mention this is like a new day for New Orleans. Like no Drew Brees. That's like I never thought that would happen. Like he's been playing forever. It feels like Jameis Winston coming in. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely with you,
2: uh, Dylan. How can you not like a guy who's probably going to be like sixty seventy percent of the offense? No one's going to play him this week. No, because they're going to play Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, and you're, exactly. they're not going mean,
3: to
0: be—they're not going to be able to play them. No, not at all. I mean, Elvin Kamara. I mean, you should try to get a lineup. If somehow you can figure out a lineup, which I think I'm going to build because i have you know, gotten a lot of tickets. I think personally, I'm going to try to bi- get a build with um, McCaffrey, Cook, and Kamara. Probably have Darnold, and then put C- Chris Herndon at tight end and try to get a lineup that way. I mean. That's probably going to be one of my lineups, 100%. The
1: biggest GP2 I'm debating on right now is going down from Ridley to Devonta Smith and up from Robinson to Kamara, especially since they dropped Latavius
0: Murray. In GPP, I think that's a great GPP option, only because Robinson is going to be major chalk. Only reason. I'm saying that.
1: And, and I mean, Kamara could legitimately be one of the highest scoring players on the slate. Yeah. Sure. I mean, one of the biggest problems with Kamara throughout the years has been Latavius Murray vulturing his touchdowns. Who's your other running back right now? Cook.
2: I meant, like, second. He, he's got Cook and Robinson, James Robinson. Yeah.
1: Who's your flex? Right now, Corey Davis. Oh, okay. I thought
2: you had Robinson at flex. My bad. No. Okay. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jameis Winston, I like him a lot. at
1: 6-700. Yeah, I mean... Not, he, not against
0: Green Bay's defense, though, but...
1: I mean, he had a year to sit behind Breeze, and Jameis was already a pretty outside of his interceptions. He's a great DFS quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, honestly, if if he's improved any from his last year in Tampa... He could be matchup-proof. Yeah. DFS-wise, his team will still lose a lot, but...
2: I would like him more if Michael Thomas was playing. Yeah.
1: I agree, but, I mean, that also opens up things for other guys you can look at on this team, like Callaway and Trayvon Smith.
3: Oh, for sure. I, I think Jameis Winston is going to be, uh, I, I would say mildly successful. <laughs> you know, I think he does have the ability to actually be top, at least top ten fantasy quarterback, uh, especially once he gets Michael Thomas back. Like the guy can throw. The, I mean, yeah. you saw it in Tampa Bay; threw thirty touchdowns. I mean, he did throw thirty interceptions, but you know, he had he uh, basically was an understudy behind Breeze. You, that's gotta help, right? And then he got, yeah. you know, he got the LASIK. He put that out there as his vision or whatever. We're we're, we're literally about to see Week One against the Packers because the Packers' defense is no like Jacksonville or anything. So yeah. we'll see how he does Week One. Um, got to give him the benefit of the doubt without having the true number one and uh, Michael Thomas available. But I, I think he definitely will make some noise this year, especially
0: especially under that system. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And one one player I see that's gaining a lot of ownership from the Saints and I think is very helpful to the people fading him is Marquez Callaway. That price, I 100% love that price for him. He's going to be the number one. But Kamara's there. You also, I mean, he's James Winston's favorite target, but he doesn't have Jair all over him. And Jair is a shut-down corner. The only way I'll target Jair is with a top-tier wide receiver who matchup proof. But I just don't think Marquez Callaway is that good enough to you know outperform and out duel
1: Jair Alexander. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh I mean for this game for me, on the Saints at least, it's Kamara or bus. Yeah, for sure.
2: I'm I'm on the same page as you guys, Kamara. Um from New Orleans side for sure. Right,
1: I think we're ready to uh, move on to Green Bay. There, there is one guy I really love on Green Bay. That's my tight end. I love Toney this week. Yeah, he's just very. I like his price a lot too. I, I like his price. He usually does fairly well against the Saints. And last year, he was one of Rogers' favorite targets, especially in the red zone. I know there's a lot of pass catchers on this team now, but I still think Tanyan this year is going to garner a ton of the red zone targets.
2: It's going to be interesting to see how the offensive line holds up for Aaron Rodgers uh, now that they put uh, David Bakatari
3: on the um, pup list. I agree.
1: Uh, that's another reason why I like Tanyan. I think Rodgers is going to have a little less time, and he's going to throw a little more dump offs. Yeah, and that always benefits the tight end.
3: Yeah, I mean that that, that that's that's when you lose your left tackle, especially you know, I, and you have probably guys seen the videos of uh, him giving that golf cart to Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers knew when David Baktari was in the lineup or on his left side, he knew he was protected. Now, he's he's probably going to try to get the ball out a little faster, uh, so that will play very well for Aaron Rodgers – or for Tanyan and also Aaron Jones out of the backfield. It, it might actually – you know, they might have to keep Aaron Jones inside a little bit. We'll have to see the, the game, but they might have to keep him inside to actually block to help on that left side, depending on how the line
4: does.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you lose a guy like Bakhtiari, who – could make a case for being the best left tackle in the NFL. Absolutely, That's going to make such a huge difference. It's why I don't want to target a guy like Devonta <laughs> Rodgers. It's ra- why I'd rather take the guy that's going to get the short passes like Tanyan.
3: Yeah, for sure. And the red zone. He'll
0: get the red zone targets as well. Big guy. Only I also don't mind though from Green Bay is Randall Cobb. He's apparently been like wowing the entire Green Bay staff and Aaron Rodgers all training camp, and he's Aaron Rodgers' guy, I think he scored the touchdown. And at 5,400, he could get a couple of receptions in the touchdown. Not a bad beat, dart.
1: Yeah, I mean, with with all they went through this offseason and them bringing him in, you, you would think they have to have him involved in some way in this offense. Yeah. All
2: right, you think Any final thoughts? Are ready to move on? Ready. Miami, New
0: England. The over-under in this game is 43-and-a-half. And And in my opinion, do not hammer the over, because this game could easily be low-scoring.
1: I would take the under pretty easily. Yeah. These are two defenses that I really respect. I think that the Patriots' offense will be better this season. But just like a lot of these other teams we're talking about, it's going to take some time, especially with the rookie quarterback starting. I mean, if you want to take shots on a Jacoby Myers or a Damian Harris, I don't mind it, but I don't, I'm not huge fans of them week one against this Miami team. Yeah, neither am I. I mean, they have another tight end situation like a lot of other teams where you throw a dart at them. Yeah. So I'm not targeting Hunter Henry or John U. Smith on the what other side. You like, go ahead. So if you want to target a tight end in this game, I would go on the other side. I really like Gaseki.
0: Yeah. The only thing that worries me with him is um, Dante Hightower's back, and he's usually a ball hawk for tight ends. But with Miles Gaskin, he could be on my – I don't know what they're going to do with Dante Hightower. So but just watch out for that.
1: Yeah, like I said, my tight end is Tanyan, But if yeah. you were a tight end from this game, it would be the second for me. Oh, for sure. Or a pass catcher in general.
0: Yeah. One thing I do like, I think he's still severely underpriced, especially now that he's partner in crime from last year and um, what's his face? He's in Chicago now. Damari Bird is gone. If Nelson Aguilar misses, I think Jacoby Myers becomes a great play. He's already a great play. He's their number one. Um, I think he's very solid at the 5,400 price tag. No one's going to have him. Um, Obviously, he's going to get Byron Jones' defense, but I still think – I still – I don't respect Byron Jones as much as a lot of people do. Um, I think just size, that's the only reason he gets Byron Jones. I think – What's it say? It's Howard will play more of a like, you know, hyper role. So yeah. don't mind him at his price tag. Definitely not gonna play him. It's not one of my I, top options, but definitely a dart.
1: I really like him for the season. I think he's gonna have a good season. For sure. I I think I definitely think he has a better season than Aguilar. Yeah. And, most situations, I'm probably going to like him more than Aguilar, no matter what.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you want to go for pass catchers on Miami side, Will Fuller's obviously out, no matter what. So, you can take shots at Wadd- Waddell and Parker. I would go Waddell, just because he's almost $1,000 cheaper. Yeah. And I think him and Tua have a lot of chemistry. I think they're going to do really good together. Yeah. But overall, unless you want to take shots at the defenses on this game, I don't really like anybody.
0: Okay. I like Miles Gaskin. Did you touch on him?
1: No, I haven't touched on Gaskin okay. yet.
0: Okay. The only reason I'm saying this, and like I said, the Patriots defensive line, everyone's coming back. This Patriots defense ranking is totally off because a lot, half their defense sat due to COVID last year but Miles Gaskin is going to be doing everything out of this backfield for Miami. I just, everyone's saying Malcolm Brown's going to be there doing stuff. Selvon Ahmed. No, just, no, you saw him in preseason. Gaskin just dominated. It's going to be more of the same. Tua's going to dump it off to him a lot, in my opinion. I don't think the offensive line is very good. Um, I think Tua's not going to have much time to throw, and Gaskin's a great pass catcher. I mean, we saw him hit six plus targets in half their games last year. And I, he didn't. He scored double-digit FanDuel fan points in each of the last eight games. Um, so, yeah, I think Gaston's a great play this week. But he's a GP dart because I currently have him in my cash lineup, but he probably won't be in my cash lineup come Sunday. But I like him a lot this week.
1: I don't mind the cashback. I definitely think he's underrated and underpriced.
2: Yeah. All right, size who you like.
3: Um, So one person that you guys didn't mention is uh, Damian Harris. Um, The reason I like Damian Harris this week is Miami's, you know, middle of the pack as far as running the ball. But New England's offensive line is going to be just absolutely dominant. And I think Bill Belichick knows with his rookie quarterback, he's going to have to pound the ball. He's going to have to take some pressure off Mac Jones. And I think Damian Harris sees a good workload his first week, uh, especially with Sonny Michelle gone. So I do like Damian yeah. Harris. I do like Miles Gaskin because I agree with Brian. I mean, I think he's going to be Miles Gaskin's going to be the workhorse. I mean, the guy the guy was good last year. He just got hurt, and then they had um, Salvin Ahmad came in and he did he did okay. Uh, but as far as anybody else, like Miami, I, I like Miami's you know um, defense. I respected enough. I like New England's. Defense a lot actually this week uh, because I do think Tua makes some mistakes. I think they can get to them especially with a you know all those guys back for New England, and it's just a I mean, it's a Bill Belichick team. Um, you know they get high high tower, they got Van Noy, so I think uh, their linebackers are pretty good, and with uh, Devin McCourty back there, I think they can take advantage of a uh,
2: Tua. Uh, just to be honest, but uh, the running backs is who I like in these in this game. Yeah, I, I did say I don't, I would, Shots Harris, I don't mind. I think he's going to be
3: really good this year. He's only 5,800. So if you're making multiple lineups, I mean, a 5,800 running back lets you pay up at other positions.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, he's one of my favorite targets in season long this year. I think he's a guy that even after they traded Sony that, uh, he was going undervalued. Yeah. The so. only
3: problem I have with Damian Harris is they still have James White, so he's not going to be the guy that's going to catch the ball. He's not going to be your third down back. It's going to be James White. Uh, he's still there. So that's the only issue I have. But Damian Harris can for sure go out there. He did it last year. He can go out there and get you 24 carries, 100-some yards, and touchdown.
2: At $5,800, I mean, what else can you ask for? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts?
0: No, nope. I don't think I'm good. All right, ready to move on to the last game of the slate, Cleveland and uh, uh, Kansas City. The sizes team size. We're going to let you start it off. Okay, so um,
3: this is obviously a rematch from last year's playoff game, which was pretty good. Um, people forget, I mean, how close the game was, which it really was, but, um, most people forget that, um, Patrick Mahomes actually went out that game and Patrick Mahomes was having a very good game against Cleveland before he went out. But the reason, and we teased this, I teased it earlier. The reason I wouldn't go Patrick Mahomes here, just to be honest, is he's $8,800 I think there's other quarterbacks that's valued less than him, like a Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold. That could put up as many points as Patrick Mahomes this week because Cleveland did actually improve their defense a little bit with John Johnson out back there in the backfield. One thing that I don't think people going to understand is Sammy Watkins, a true number two receiver, which he was number one in uh, St. Louis or Los Angeles, whatever they want to call themselves. You know, uh, taking the pressure off of a Kelsey and a Hill, don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is still going to get his points. But I think this week especially, I think it would be a mistake to pay up for Patrick Mahomes when you could pay down for Jalen Hurts or you could pay down for Sam Darnold. Like, yeah. I would much rather pay up at the running back position than the quarterback position this week. And that's just that's just my personal opinion, but Travis Kelsey killed Cleveland last year because Cleveland's linebackers are not that good. Let's be honest. There's not many linebackers in the league that can cover Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is going to get you your 15, 20 points. If you're going to pay up a tight end, that's the only tight end you're going to pay up for. Kelsey will still get his points, but I think as far as uh, the Kansas City side, they did upgrade. Obviously, their uh, offensive aligned with Tooney and Orlando Brown. So I think I think they try to run the ball a little bit more, try to establish a run to free up Patrick Mahomes and the receivers. But that's just my personal opinion off of what I've seen in the preseason, what I'm hearing out of camp. That's why I am staying away from Patrick Mahomes this week. Now, I wouldn't fault you if you did play him. Obviously, he's top two quarterback in the league. Yeah. Easy. So, but I mean that's just my personal preference, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I probably wouldn't go ill this week either, but I would definitely, definitely, Travis Kelsey is the guy I would want out of this Kansas
1: City lineup. Yeah, uh, I agree with you to a point, but I will say I know McCole Hardman was limited today. If he were to miss the game for any reason, I don't mind taking shots at Prangor or Robinson. As a matter of fact, I think I would prefer Prang. Yeah, uh, he
3: has a better relationship with Demarcus Robinson though, uh, just because they played longer. Um, he had well, some big catches for him early as well. So, I mean, it's, I think the it's way really, that, I mean, take a name, put it in a hat and pick whichever one you want, really.
1: Well, I would assume just based on the way the Kansas City's ran their offense in the past that, for instance, last year Hardman was, uh, Hill's backup and then Robinson, was Watkins' backup. I would assume they do something similar this year and Pringle
2: would be uh, Hardman's backup.
3: We will see. McCole McCole Hardman is definitely primed to have a big game, one or two big games this year. It's just going to be hard to decide which
0: games he's going to make an impact. It's kind of a crazy stat, but doesn't Demarcus Robinson have like a 70-day touchdown every week one? I just, I just want to ask that. This dude seems like he has, like, a big-ass touchdown to start the year, and then he falls he off. Produce, he produces
2: early, for sure. And then, yeah, he does fall off.
1: And we also have to point out that you definitely have to keep an eye out on Odell Beckham Jr.'s status closer to the game because – I mean, honestly, he's really underpriced, and Jarvis Landry's extremely underpriced if Odell doesn't play. Yeah.
3: I'm going to tell you right now, if Honey Badger does not play, I like me some Cleveland, especially the tight end, because the Honey Badger, obviously you guys watched him play in Arizona, LSU, and uh, Kansas City. The guy's a ball hawk. I mean, the guy's everywhere on the field. If he's not playing, they've already lost Willie Gay. Who knows about Frank Clark? I don't think he's playing. Like, Kansas City's, D- Kansas City's linebackers are atrocious. If Willie, G- Willie Gates are starting uh, Sam linebacker, if he's not playing and Honey Badger's not playing, they have no linebacker. I would I would definitely take a shot on the GPP dart if you're paying down for a tight end, maybe an Austin Hooper. Nobody in that linebacker core will be able to cover Hooper, especially if OBJ and Landry are on the outside, if they got those two. I would take a flyer on an Austin Hooper at 5,100. Like, they was bad against tight ends last year. If Honey Badger's not in there, and Willie Gay, the other linebacker, who's – he's actually – he's really fast. He's actually a good cover linebacker. If they're not in there, Kansas City's linebackers are terrible. Like, Anthony Hitchens is their best linebacker, and that's not good. Yeah. And you could definitely take Chubb, for sure. Because Kansas City's rush defense is not good either.
0: I like Kareem Hunt a lot this week. He just threw the revenge near it was his first game back in Kansas City. Besides the playoff, obviously.
3: Yeah, the playoff was his first game, and he definitely didn't do nothing. But, you know, it it's it really based on game plan. You never know what they're going to do. Like, Hunt didn't even play that much.
1: Yeah. The only reason I would stay away from Cleveland's uh, running backs is because... It's Kansas City. You you have to pass the ball and score touchdowns against them. They are the only team in the world that you can't, that has a horrible run defense and you can't ever take advantage of it because you get fall behind. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a
3: couple teams in the, it, it, we'll just talk AFC. There's a couple teams in the AFC that um, could have the right formula to beat Kansas City. Rather, it's a Buffalo who can keep up with the scoring of Kansas City, which we both know Buffalo can do that. Um, and then also a team that can actually, like, like Cleveland, who can run the ball, control it because they, they have probably top three offensive line in football. They could, And they have two good running backs that they can just alternate and just keep you. So yeah. with that and you're keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, if they get the ball first, if Cleveland gets the ball first and they do that formula, they have a good chance of beating Kansas City. I don't think it's going to happen at Arrowhead. But they do have a good chance of keeping it close. And if Chubb can get to carry the ball 25 times, he makes for a great GPP
1: play.
4: For sure.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with that, especially at his price. It's just so hard to consistently run against Kansas City. Yeah, they, uh, but if they get the ball first. And Cleveland's
3: defense is not bad, especially with Clowney and uh, Miles Garrett. They got John Johnson uh, as a safety now. Uh, They got some good corners. They got uh, decent linebackers. I mean, they're not like spectacular, but they're they're okay. Uh, But if they if they go down seven nothing, and they put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands, that's that's not a winning formula for Cleveland this week. Not at all. But I do like Austin Hooper. Honey Badger's out because Honey Badger will come up and he'll take on the tight end. He'll take on a receiver. He'll take he'll take on the left tackle. I mean, the guys everywhere on the field. But if he's out. Billy Gay's already out. So, like, their defense is hurting. But Steve Spagnolia, he's known, especially in Kansas City, for, you know, the bend, don't break kind of defense. So, I could see I could see an Austin Hooper being one of those tight ends. You're like, dude, like, that dude is in the winning lineup, and it's because Honey Badger wasn't in there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind the Austin Hooper take. I, I still think, especially if OBJ's out, but I would load up on Jarvis Landry. Well, the
3: one the one thing I will say about Kansas City, and I told people this last year, Legereus Sneed and Charve, Charve, Charverius Ward are pretty good corners. So, like, I don't
1: like. That's why I wouldn't
3: take the receivers.
1: Those two corners
3: are actually pretty good.
1: They yeah. they are, but Landry's still done good against them, and Landry does good against good corners. Landry the good thing about Landry is I love
3: I love Jarvis Landry. Like he is consistent as they come. He doesn't talk. He just plays football and I mean the guy he does get catches but I think he'll have a tough time
2: with the two corners but that's just me. Yeah. I think we're
0: uh, ready to uh, you guys want to do a two minds lineup? Yeah, I'm down. I haven't done this since basketball. Ain't hey. it my fault? And
2: to do box. <sighs> All right. So, sides, you want to start us off? Yeah. Is let me uh, let me up? bring up one of these things here. Uh, just you for the record. So?
3: What? Just for the record, for you guys, I have not yet built a single lineup for football. So this would be like literally the like I know I know the place and who like who I want to play. I just haven't went in there because obviously me and Ryan's uh, baseball hardcore yeah. into baseball right now. Like as of just, right now,
0: tonight's lineup have a, a take down caliber lineup in MLB as we're recording It's Just let everyone know. So <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. If uh, Tatis can hit a home run, that'd be great. Uh, but uh, let me bring one of these up here. So I'll start off. I think we're all on him. I'll start us off with uh, Corey Davis and Robert Seaver. Well, I like it. Yeah. I think he's like, I think he's going to be in not all my lineups because I, I got a, I got a bunch of tickets, but he's going to be in like 80%, maybe 90
1: Yeah. At that
2: price, you kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the elite players. All right, Dylan, you're up. All right, just because I don't think I'm gonna get to him in my lineup, but I really <laughs> like him. I'm gonna go Raheem Mostert.
1: Let's save all the money for you. Uh,
0: very tough. To I'm actually I'm actually them. gonna
3: play this lineup, you guys. Just so you know.
0: Yeah, I think like well, you, you get someone to play this as well. Oh, This is tough. I kind of want to do like GPP,
2: so like you know, like plays no one's gonna have. I'm going to go Matt Ryan for that. Matt Ryan. All right, size, who you got?
3: All right, I think I'm going to spend some of our money here. And I think I'm going to go a running back that uh, that would be like, I think he's going to get to the wayside because of the top two. So let's go Alvin Kamara. A lot. Because so. I think Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey will get most of the
2: ownership. So let's just throw a wrench in there and do Alvin Kamara.
1: And I'll get a little bit different. I know I'm playing Ridley. I'm likely playing Ridley in my lineup. Since we got Ryan, I'll go Kyle Pitts. I like it.
2: You got some money to spend,
0: right?
2: And do I want to do, I do
0: it? Some money spend? I don't know if I want to do it. You know what? We got Atlanta passing. We're going to hold this game. Shoots out. So we're going to go Devonta Smith.
2: I mean, if you guys are not going to spend the money, I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, because we're, we're going to have a ton of money. I'm going to go uh, D hop here at wide receiver.
4: I
1: like it, and I'm gonna get us really, really different and go double tight end and pay up for Kelsey.
2: Ooh. That leaves us perfect amount for the Denver Broncos defense. Double tight? No one's
1: gonna do that. No, not at all. No, that's That's super leverage. That's insane. I like that a lot. I really like this lineup. Yeah.
0: So, I'll read it off for the listeners. Uh, We got Matt Ryan at quarterback. Alvin Kamara and Raheem Mostert at running back. We got Corey Davis, Devonta Smith, and DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver. Then we got Kyle Pitts at tight end. Travis Kelsey at flex. And
2: then the Denver Broncos defense. Yes, that's uh, that's really that's that's gonna be really different.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I'll be honest, I like all the plays though. Like that's. Yeah, I mean the only guys we're gonna even have ownership on is Kelsey and Devonta Smith. I don't think many people are gonna be over Corey Davis this weekend.
2: I mean, we are. So we're driving we are. his ownership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Sure. But yeah, Pits will go low owned. I think Devonta Smith or not Smith. I think Hopkins will be very low owned. I think tomorrow will be low on I don't think anyone on Matt Ryan.
3: I like it Yeah, they won't be on Matt Ryan because they'll find like we like we we'll, we will in our like actual lineups and other lineups we'll find better value less than him.
2: Yeah. For sure. Any, any, um, Dylan, what's your final thoughts or, uh,
1: what we should be looking for week one and, uh, tournaments? I, I think for week one, the most important thing to do is remember that you, these aren't the same teams as last year. Yeah. What
2: about you, Brian?
0: Yeah, one thing I do want to point out, um, also, like Dylan is saying, these aren't the same teams. Don't base your lineups off the OPR, the opponent rank, don't do it. And then nothing's the same. Free agency happen, players retired. tired, players are hurt. Those numbers do not matter. Do not look at that when you're building your lineups.
4: Yeah. I think my biggest
2: thing for week one is
3: uh, enjoy it, first and foremost. Uh, try to watch a lot of football. A lot of things are going to change, like you guys both mentioned. Coaching changes. Uh, another big thing is um, look out for the the COVID um, and see how that affects, like especially when it comes to linemen or D-line, because that can move your players up. If you're on the fence, like Dylan, uh, I think you're on the fence about a couple players. Like if something were to happen, you know, it might put them in your lineup or in your build. Uh, just just uh, as far as GPP goes, be different. Try like those two tight ends. Like dude, I didn't, To be honest with you, Dylan, I didn't even think about a two tight end. Thing. I think that's that's very sexy. That's very out of the box. Uh, for most people who don't know, Dylan is uh, a tournament uh, NBA specialist as well, and the dude won like twelve in a row um, in the playoffs. Right, Dylan? Was it the playoffs?
1: No, the twelve in a row was before the playoffs. But I did have a top one percent lineup in the finals. Yeah, you almost took that
3: down at nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So, and it takes something like Dylan there to be creative uh to get different. Uh so if you're doing multiple lineups, just try to think outside the box. Don't try to overdo it, try to get too sexy. But definitely definitely think outside the box and try to win that million dollars.
2: Yep. And one more last minute
1: thought. Play Antonio Brown tomorrow. Well this just uh, a podcast, podcast. Know, after the game, but yeah. Yeah, that's true, but. Play <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown? Yeah, play him tomorrow. Or play him yesterday. Or two days ago, or whenever you listen
0: listening, it's playing Thursday. I hope you played Antonio Brown. Yeah, I hope yeah. you played Blake Jarwin in your lineups tomorrow. What
1: I'm going to say. I, I of course, um, Jarwin and Brown, I'm really liking them. Yeah.
2: One one thing as well, we'll uh
3: we'll definitely send out our Discord that you can come in and you know just talk sports. You can share your lineup, share your thoughts. I mean, yeah. definitely uh we'll, we'll, we uh I, I live for football. I don't know about you guys, like I think it's the best time of the year. Fall weather, all these sports are coming around, so I'm I'm gonna enjoy a whole bunch of football myself. I, I'll probably watch a ton of games. I do nothing on Sundays besides watch yep. football.
0: Have a so, recliner, heat up,
3: yeah. I can, I cannot wait. Like week one is upon us. Um week one don't don't uh buy into the over train either. A lot of people jump on the bandwagon, let's say Sam Darnold does the three fifty, four touchdowns. That's not gonna happen every game. It's just a matchup that he's playing. Don't don't get on the hype train like a lot of people do
2: after yeah. week one. Yeah. That's what I think. Alrighty, Well, thank you guys
0: for listening to episode three. Like we said, normally these episodes are going to be coming out on Fridays. Friday, we're going to be recording these Friday nights, so probably they'll come out Saturday afternoon. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we hope you guys are have a successful uh, week one of the NFL season.